0: Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 11, Episode 12, Russia's Secret Files.
1: Much support. Oh, hippo and...
0: Doc, we must capture
1: Slow
0: them, them. slowly. <laughs> yeah. And
1: then he
2: died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured that our uh, KGB museum tour guide would come out a lot in this episode. <laughs> I totally forgot about him, too. <laughs> well, while watching the episode, yeah. I was just remembering mm. watching the, the pre-intro video mm-hmm. in the, lot, like the lobby, the whatever, the yeah. little entrance area to the museum. Right, right. And it was just—it's like everything in Russia has only ever been shot in Leningrad Square, like right, everything right, or right. the Red Square, All the, whatever yeah, it
3: is. Propaganda style kind of—it's like
2: those same four buildings <laughs> in there, and right. uh, when you can amass a lot of people, and right. it probably makes
3: it look like more people and bigger than it is. Right. Yeah. That's how we have to do And it. if
2: you hang out there too much, you become asshole, <laughs> like a messhole like rude people from Boston. I'm doing a little Yakov Shmirnov, yeah. but it's still Russian.
3: I only take pick pic <laughs> in square. It
2: shows much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, they were both Russian, but it, it seemed like, maybe that's the first time I've been able to tell, like, oh, the KGB guy had a slightly different Russian accent than mm. Yakov Smirnov. and right. maybe it's regional, or maybe it's just because he's looks like my stepdad. I don't hey, know. Thrillin was told that he should consult
3: Yakov Shmirnov oh, okay. in his uh, <laughs> master's program at right. Pepperdine. Right. Because he was one of the teachers and, I think, students and had gone through the program right? Uh, for some sort of teaching degree. Right. Yakov Shmirnov. That Branson, <laughs> Missouri
2: money must have dried up or something. Or maybe he was just. I mean, that's how he's funding that. Pepperdine's yeah. not cheap. Or maybe he made so much that now it's fuck you money. he's like, yeah, right. I just got to be a doctor. Yeah. Of Doctor of comedyology. <laughs> uh-huh. I am the principal yeah. of this comedy school.
3: Cuz that's what he was, he was oh, man. in a, what a movie school that would be. to be <laughs> yeah. Principal.
2: Oh yeah, cuz Theron's education major. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. So Dave, yeah, gosh, yeah. he never talks mix. about
2: that, so I never I never remember what uh, <laughs> <laughs> major what he, he does. Is. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Major dick. Huh? Uh-huh. Um but uh yeah, it's uh it's Monday night. It's a little early. We've been able yeah. to uh on our lunch break. Yeah. Uh, watch the episode <laughs> at home. Yes, uh, which is nice. And, and um,
3: of our own home, which will be for the next month. Yes,
2: our work just told us that at least through May first, we'll be working from home. Yes, mandatory. Uh, the old
3: orange buffoon uh, <laughs> basically said last night. Yeah. I think it was that we are in. Yeah, he went around window, to window for California. For a whole month. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, you guys in there? <laughs> I think I smell Matt. Hello, hello. <laughs> He spent a lot of time here trying to track us down, but oh, Matt yeah. left a slider door open. So he you didn't.
2: know what I don't smell in here? Vagina. <laughs> it's a sausage fest in here, okay? Yeah. I see two little kitties running around. I'm not even going to make that yeah. joke. Ladies don't want to come over to a place like this, okay? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's filthy. Uh, you should rent who? one of my high-range condos.
3: <laughs> yeah, find one of my high-class porn stars or whatever. Because who was that one that he... Uh, Stormy Daniels. Stormy, yeah. yeah. Stormy wouldn't even be caught dead right. in here. Okay, <laughs> Especially with you, Matt. Right. <laughs>
2: Part of your fantasy is that <laughs> Trump is as mean to Matt yeah. as you are, and accepts you a little bit more. Yeah, and this tells us this that guy could work with, okay? Yeah. And then moves on to the next yeah. house. And Stephen came to me, and he got down on his knees, crying, and he said, "Thank you, thank <laughs> you, Mister <laughs> Trump." Yeah, but <We'll> give him- <laughs> Yeah,
3: I'm fantasizing that I'm worshiping him, and he's really stoked that I
2: like who he is. Right. <laughs> yeah, and your neighbors appear to be from China. Yeah. <laughs> And he gives you a "She's the One" style makeover where you're kind of a nerdy dude before, and then makes you into. I have a suit that doesn't fit in an orange face, and he bleaches my hair. Oh my god, I can Uh, do it too. (laughs) But there's still the scene where you just you have your hair all bundled up in a mambo and you just shake it all out, and all the ladies just fucking cream their jeans around. Oh my god!
3: (laughs) And I'm just talking about. uh, I keep calling my fence a wall.
2: (laughs) Um, There are foreigners on the other side of it, so. Um. Yeah, it's Monday night. Uh, Charlie Smith, longtime uh, fan and supporter, Patreon. from merry old England, um, uh, reached out. He's been reaching out for a long time, and I've I keep forgetting <laughs> to think about it. But yeah. he keeps uh, he keeps asking me if um, we would like to start a Discord. And many months ago, I went. I keep hearing that word for literally years now, and I have no clue what it is. Um, but it's a platform agnostic chat room kind of forum thing, basically. Um, but, uh, he kind of re-upped it again the other day. He also specifically asked if it could be the, uh... How if you doing, Steve? How him. you doing, Joey? Segment sponsored by Charlie Smith this week. Because so. he can
3: never make it to the live stream based right. on the time. Right. But again, yeah, he has literally been around since almost day one. Right. Uh, messaging on Facebook. Yep. Signed up right away when we got the Patreon. Yeah. He actually owns uh, the land that Stonehenge is on. Exactly. So uh, so he's selling artifacts out of there legally. Yeah. We're going to have a piece of that here in the background <laughs> pretty soon. Once it gets through customs. And yeah. they're kind of just letting anything go at this point. Huh.
2: Where's our metal pyramids,
3: Dusty Tweed Hope?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Uh, but I think Charlie has made it on here like once when we think did so. like a, a Friday afternoon or a Saturday yeah, yeah. or something.
2: Yeah, because like right that. now it's nine hours ahead or ten hours ahead in England, so, so it's, it's, it's late. the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, <laughs> I've been walking, walking through night. Stonehenge, <laughs> stealing artifacts with Steve <laughs> and Joey and all his friends. <laughs> He knows a dusty tweed hoe <laughs> is lagging on those pyramids, <laughs> <laughs> so I got him this little mini henge. <laughs> you got a TIG well, then? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, it's metal hench now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How you doing, uh, Charlie Smith? And I ask, how are you doing, Steve? Uh, I'm doing okay.
3: It again the joke, but it's like, what day is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing okay, but with uh, with a routine. Yeah. Because uh, when I started my own business. It, you had to do a lot of bootstrapping there yourself, and just Cape and Cal exactly com. still still in business. dot uh, yeah. dot <laughs> seller Cape and Cal Collectibles, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so definitely had to like get used to setting your own schedule and being on top of things. Because yeah. there was even a couple months where I quit my normal job and the store hadn't opened, probably like. Four months to where we had to oh, like, yeah. get that thing open and just. Oh, do a I lot put of work. It in that toilet. I replaced that. Toilet. Oh yeah, you're my plumber friend, my friend. <laughs> uh, we had Hawaiian food that day. I think we could have. Yeah, there. Yeah, the Hawaiian joint was still down. It was there. right down the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so just kind of during that time, and then working that way, you just sort of go like, oh, I just can be on my own set schedule. Right. So this whole work from home things like, yeah, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna take a shower, I'm gonna do everything, like I'm gonna leave the house, but then I just stay here and put on. Comfy, sweet shorts. Right. Uh, where some people have been struggling and not knowing when
2: to schedule themselves showers. Yes, and it's disgusting. Uh, and <laughs> Asking sh- me when to brush they their should teeth? shower. Well, to exer- when they should exercise and shower. And should they shower before or after exercising? Yeah. And I look at them and I go, you're a parent. You're an adult. You're my age. What the fuck yeah. are you asking anyone this for? Yeah. Just hop in the shower. Yeah. Because you know that person takes... A pretty short what I would call a man's shower mm-hmm. you a know there's shower there's, there's, showers, there's no would call it general yeah. inspection yeah there's no there's no special hair treatments going on there's no nothing yeah. it's just go in there wash your parts rinse it off get out so right, right. Um, to act as if they don't have that 10 to 20 minutes maximum per day is that insanity to me yes yeah. Ben or Han yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was trying to not, you know, you know, it's me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Super inside baseball wheels pivot off that. Uh, West Coast Geek says it's a garbage business, and I heard Cape and Cal's a front. Well, you heard wrong, my friend, because that's how I met you. And I've sold you a lot of things, and you've sold me a lot of things. You guys did tell
2: me another business similar, though, was a front. Oh, in the collectible
3: world, there's been a few that are clearly... Front or something whether it's like maybe drugs or right. just weird embezzling and scamming right. and all kinds of wacky shit well to almost <laughs> tiger like one of the shops i wouldn't be surprised if they did like tiger king style documentary like the shop's mm. long gone but that whole that one up, you told me about right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um because they were like importing statues and he was selling it and then reporting it different and Then the owner or the guy who was funding it was like a real estate guy who owned wine, but then one of their old shops turned into a dispensary but they still owned it. And oh, like yeah. it was so wacky. It yeah. was like it, it was probably Tiger yeah. King level, just like sleaze name balls. changes and business changes oh, yeah. and laundering and, yeah. it was fucking <laughs> super fucked.
2: Uh how do you two questions? Speaking of schedules, has your uh your kakapoo schedule changed very much while working from home? No, not too much. Been pretty uh, standard.
3: Standard issue. The
2: wake up, gape up. Exactly. Yep.
3: Had a couple pilers the other day, mm. so you know mm. it was nice.
2: Because you've been cooking a lot more meat.
3: Yeah, and just you know eating in. Yeah. I feel like actually I've been better, obviously eating in. But now when I eat out, actually I feel like more gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel a little dirty <laughs> after eating.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do feel more full. <laughs> like I've definitely been yeah. eating less. Oh, overall. it's it's way more eating just like meat and vegetables it's is just very, whole food. It's satiating. And it's like you do get hungry. It's kind of like the classic like Chinese food thing because a lot of Chinese food is just meat and vegetables, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it's like you're hungry again in an hour. Right. Sometimes you throw that rice in there though and your car it like spikes your insulin then you're starving again, but if I have like like today I had like steak and salad, like I made yeah, it for yeah. my wife and I and uh, and it's like you're it's so filling right up front and yeah. when you're only eating like, one or two things, Mm -hmm. you get that palate fatigue, like, because you're not supposed to be eating 17 different fucking things. Right. And then, that's, like, one of the the big things that people don't talk about with soda, or pop, as you might call it out there uh, on the East Coast, but uh, is that it totally cancels out, uh, the sugary stuff totally cancels out the palate fatigue. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like, I'm sick of this fucking giant steak or whatever and right. it's, that's your like you know your brain is going okay yeah. you've had enough of this enough it's just, salt know. and savory so right. have a
3: sweet and then we're oh, f- that yeah refreshes. we're filled yeah.
2: up and so but then when you when you keep drinking the soda it just washes all that flavor away your brain's like all right let's keep going yeah um but uh but anyway you get hungry because you're not like full of tons of just garbage and stuff but you don't i don't get starving again you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, my yeah. body just has enough to go on because you think about it like eating a, a you know i don't know a fucking six to twelve ounce Steak or something—it's a pretty substantial slab of protein and some yeah. fat and everything—and your body could probably just go on that all day, you know. Right, but, right. Um, but anyway, um, how you doing, Joe? Well, second question, oh. still related to how you're doing, is how do you think people? So the the concept of a of a front of a business front, right? It's a fake business, even though, or it's uh, a or it's a it's a shell business that you can secretly do illicit activities through. Yeah, I mean, right? a
3: lot of them are going to do good business in general. Right,
2: and so that's my question: is is how do you think people choose the front business to cover up the back business? Because the real goal, obviously, is the back business, right? Well, and I think you might even stumble upon the back business, right?
3: Uh, and you're like, oh, well, I've oh, got this. So other sometimes the front that's is good. first, and then yeah, okay. and hey, I can like now kind of drift into this, or right. I met this or that person because this art. guy
2: comes in off the street every day and s- spends a lot of money buying well, offering to buy my semen, yeah, and uh, then it's like 10 bucks per squirt, yeah, and that's back business, my yeah. friend. <laughs> 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 um, well, if you want to produce all that, you got to get something going with the prostate, exactly, so, yeah, yeah we've got to stimuli, <laughs> yeah,
3: um, but yeah, I mean, even us, like. We would do deals with these people who are like, oh, I've got to connect down at the docks and they get this shit. Or I've got <laughs> someone in China and they Speaking import cum, comes- <laughs> Those salty sailors, my friend, they oh, yeah. get you deals, but you, they do, pay. you do pay. Earned that moniker. It's not the seed it's salty. <laughs> it's the C U M. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they they would be like, Oh, I've got to hook up, you know Is there music playing? Is it the T V. I think it was maybe Matt. <laughs> Who uh, turned up the TV after I turned uh, it all the way down? But anyways, they, they'd they be like, oh, I got to connect in China at these warehouses so I can import these crazy figures that don't get produced or whatever, mm. whatever, because they're just trying to dump them. Right. So you get it for super cheap. But then yeah. you could easily go, hey, can I work with you more? And how do I get, you know, uh, you could you could definitely drift into a space, I think, right. that could be sketchy. Right. That, and that's just like on a quote-unquote up-and-up style right, right. thing to where if someone came to you was like, Hey, I need to launder drug money. Like, right. I don't know. You probably could anything with a lot of cash, <laughs> right? I mean,
2: well, we were watching uh, my wife and I were watching The Irishman on Netflix, the the newest mm. Scorsese mm. film, two nights ago, and of course, in the mafia, the East Coast style, mafioso stuff. There's a lot of business fronts too, but it's almost as if they choose the front because it's like just a legal space to exist in, and then. Anyone can come meet you at my laundry service or whatever. Let's go to the back yeah. office because then if anyone talks to them, we're just talking about laundry shit or whatever. Right, you know? right, so right. it's like it almost seems more just like we need a business to run that hopefully makes us money but also that is a building space of some kind to not just be talking out in the open right. and doing business. And then you have all these legal loopholes. You can slip these kinds of documents through with right. – and. It's all kind of for the laundry business, even if it's for other stuff or whatever. But right. it just seems you, very. Complicated. You need a laundry business
3: to launder money. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but no, I think I mean I think
3: the physical space like comes into it. But again, it's more like oh, I have this space and this is where I can either have the illegal illicit activity come right. through physically,
2: right, or on the books. This is where I can hide it. Exactly. So. Yeah. So uh, I was just curious because yeah. I knew that you had not that you <laughs> were running a front, but <laughs> that you were in an industry where you knew. People, fronts were being yeah. run, so uh, as opposed to backs, or like, heavily suspected, I should right. say. Twenty in backs, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm doing fine. Uh, the Irishman was a very long movie; it's over three and a half hours. Oh, you guys um, like just watched it two nights ago. Have you watched it? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it's it was okay. just fine. It was. There was no. There's no world where that movie needed to be three hours and forty two minutes there's or whatever. No world it was. that really needed
3: to exist, right?
2: Uh, because in here's my thinking. This is Scorsese going. I gotta make a movie about the man that killed Jimmy Hoffa and what happened to Hoffa. Right, and
3: the gangsta stuff. There's an
2: hour of the movie before you meet Jimmy Hoffa, <laughs> yeah. because he wants to. Get, he wants you to get to know De Niro and his right. character as the, as just this every man.
3: Spoiler alert. Whatever. Spoiler cares. alert.
2: Um, but uh, it says that in the description too. I'm but just saying. Um, but he wants you to meet this guy uh that could be the every man that did it right and uh and so it becomes a character study on this guy who's and and it's like de niro is kind of miscast for the role like i mean he's fine he's always good uh al pacino plays hafa which is fine he does a good job being a fucking he does a terrible chicago accent though pacino Right. It's like so it's so inconsistent. Yeah. Sometimes he slips into New York like he does that that kind of shit. And it's just like, come on, dude. You can't yeah. can't just fucking tack like this the whole time, you right. motherfucker. Like it's, <laughs> it's the hard R's and whatever. It's all about the oh hard my. R. <laughs> Any word that starts with N, my friend. Right. Hard R at the end. Uh <laughs> but uh um Yar. That's <laughs> <laughs> Pirate Town. Gnar Gnarly. uh er. Yeah. <laughs> Gnarly R. Har. Um but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it could have been, a, like, it would have been, like, the perfect, like, two-hour and ten-minute movie. A little longer than normal, enough to, like, get all that stuff. But there's just so much, like, all these characters. And, like, it, it does that thing where throughout the whole movie, a specific character, you don't even fucking know who they are yet. It goes, like, shot in the head, 1980. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess that's cute. But it felt like he was trying to be, like, Tarantino or something. And then. Oh,
3: don't you say that
2: about scores. <laughs> and then. Uh, because he would do that in some of his other movies. I guess, yeah. But it was, I don't know. It just it, no, Nothing was very effective in this movie. No, like, it was not a special a, movie. A, Matt's
3: mom said a, the best line about it uh-huh. I've seen this already. Right, exactly. It's just like all his other
2: movies. Yeah. And to its discredit, I appreciate Scorsese trying to use the same actors for a 30 to 40 year span of their own lives. But that fucking de-aging shit is really weird when De Niro's fate, his own face is deep faked with his own face, and then he's supposed to be like in his 30s or 40s, but he still well, moves around like an old I man. I don't even know if
3: they deep faked it, because someone did a deep fake on it, and yeah. it's way better. Right. <laughs> so they're like,
2: oh, I yeah. use- They ten, just did the digital de-aging thing. thing. It's, yeah. yeah. And so, like, they, you know, I think I think the first, correct me if I'm wrong, the first big movie I remember them talking about that was Picard- was <laughs> was uh the fuck who plays Picard, A uh, Patrick Stewart yes. in the X Men movie where he's like it shows him when he's twenty or something and yeah. it's like they they did it like frame by frame and all stuff. But uh and then they did it with you know Robert Down Jr. and all that shit. But this is like the entire fucking movie. And so uh I just I it was distracting. And again, when he's like smashing the grocery store guy's hand for like shoving his daughter, which right, huge right. overreaction for her spilling something wow. to shove a kid. Yeah. But Smashing the ham, he's kicking him like a seventy-eight-year-old Robert De Niro would kick him, and it's right. just weird to see him with a forty-year-old face. Yeah, they should know? have deep-faked a Daniel Russo yes, into exactly. that
3: and just karate <laughs> kick him <Exactly>. that way. <laughs> uh, would have been nice.
2: Yeah, kicked him into a sh- a big tall shelf of cans or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh The West Coast geek asked if Matt's dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but his the front of his the right entire right bottom right. front of his shirt is wet with what he called. Water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But body water is a little different. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Uh, uh, But, yeah, so we watched that. Uh, Been cooking a lot. Um, Got a portable disc golf basket like the one that you have out here. Mm -hmm. Playing around with that a lot. Uh, Just lifting weights, training, which is good. Feel healthy. -er. Err. I'm also very tired. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Err. Yes. (laughs) Today, a little hungover. Uh, er. Yes. And uh, just one of them sleeps where, you know, I, I don't get it. Sometimes, I'm a side sleeper. Some nights, I could sleep the whole fucking night on one shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Other nights, it's as if I gained 400 pounds and my one shoulder gets sore after 40 minutes and I wake up to flip and wake up to flip and right. wake up to well, flip. Order,
3: I, I have it where sometimes it'll fall asleep.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. W- the sore happens then the numb mm-hmm. happens too. Right. But, um. And <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh, maybe because I worked out my shoulders a lot, but then I'm like, but it happened last week or I yeah. worked out my shoulders and it didn't yeah. happen, so I don't know. But uh, anyway. I'm a belly boy. Sleep enjoy, on your belly? Yeah,
3: side mm. to belly. Back guaranteed snoring and yeah. waking up. Side, I'll like do that. Belly tends to be tends to be where I'm at. Yeah.
2: I uh, And your and your neck just, yeah, just left turned. hard, left yeah. hard, right? Yeah. Um, I'm usually like, like side, but like jackknife, where I don't sleep with my legs like this. It's mm-hmm. like I'm... Twisting yeah. that way, which the chiropractor says that's like one of the worst ways you yeah. can sleep. So they're you like, but get they're that pillow, wedge, but they just say get legs. a get a pillow from between your legs. Um, mm-hmm. I actually uh, bought into the hype and I'm glad I did of the pillow cube, which some of you might have seen on social media, especially. They're like heavily promoting, but it's literally exactly. just like, a wannabe a
3: Tim and Eric style video ad. Um,
2: where it's all the
3: people, it's the guy like smashing his head into it. And oh, I don't know. Else. It's it, like it, a it is, cube, it is a very right?
2: like, uh, it's a very like. Um, Adam ruins everything. Style shit, like very mm-hmm. self-aware, douchey, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, it's just a cube of foam, and I love it, except that it's a cube. It's like it's only about a foot by a foot, uh, mm-hmm. and then like five inches thick. You know, like okay. some else on my body. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I rip apart my leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then as soon as I had it and liked it, uh, because it's specifically made for side sleepers, so it just right. goes okay. in the right there. But then, for your head. Yes, it's a pillow. Right. So as soon as, and you can use it between your legs too. I actually have two of them because oh. I got the thicker one and it was too thick. Uh, but I said I'll use it for my in betweener one, and then right. I don't do it. But <laughs> uh, but they're making. I just I just supported their Kickstarter because their next product. Is the Pillow Cube Pro, which is a rectangle normal one, because the only so thing I hate just it, a pillow. Yes, <laughs> the only the only thing I hate about it is that it's small, so it's it's only like this. So if you roll. So or what's move, so
3: special about it? Is it like a different type of memory foam? Or yeah, something? it's it's a
2: very or... it's a, like a very firm memory foam that's still comfortable, and so it literally keeps my. Sp- it's the only one of these orthopedic style pillows that actually makes my neck feel like it's straight, straight. and my shoulders doing that. Hmm. So. Because um, if you think about it, it's a very just square angle right. that, I mean, that's doing that. So, yeah. um, But anyway, but yeah, I highly recommend the Pillow Cube uh, because I support it. They uh, uh, met their goal in two hours on uh, Kickstarter. It was like a two-week goal, so oh, wow, a lot of people like it. But um, anyway, that's really boring. Um, hmm. Other than everything's fine. Yeah, like I said, working from home. Uh, the worst news that we found out today steve posted uh on the story i believe many sad emojis uh contact in the desert canceled for 2020 um Fuck. yeah um, and i was i was cooking i had some leftover steak and i had some leftover white rice i was making some some fried rice fly lie as some people call it uh and i was, <laughs> I, was, I, was <laughs> I was cooking and that's why uh my wife was talking to you on our mm. little thread and uh because my hand was full of spatula and pan, my friend, but yeah. uh, the old cast iron pan. Oh, there you use yeah. it a few times already. But use uh, oil and butter. Yes. Um But no, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. We knew it was going to happen. I think, but I, I'm very fucking sad about it. And then yeah. literally, as soon as I checked my email, the next chance I got, fucking Renaissance Hotel canceled room. <laughs> right. Well, because
3: so, in their posts, they're like, "Oh, try and float your reservation." Exactly. So I'm like, but it, there's no button there, and then I already right. got the cancellation.
2: So. Those are
3: probably probably do not respond emails, but I responded anyway, and then I'll probably follow up with a call tomorrow when I have a free time.
2: Hard R, my friend. Hard R, Mister Renaissance. er, (laughs) Uh,
3: um, Great. Uh, Anyways, Mister Renaissance, please listen to us. So I
2: will call them, and uh, well, because I'm going to call them too because the card that they charge my room on. mm is no longer my card. So they're like, oh, it'll just be refunded back to your card. So it'll be a good excuse to go, hey, you guys sent me this, but can yeah. I also just float this with this new card yeah. to next yeah, year? Yeah, because I
3: got a new credit card as well. Yeah. I don't remember if the number changed, though. Mine sometimes did. they don't. Because uh, I got a sweet
2: rewards card. Oh, you
3: got a full-on new card. Full-on uh, okay. Chinese. Mine was just an <laughs> updated yeah. credit card or whatever. But, yeah. uh new to you anyways (laughs) new to you new card new you uh so yeah so i will also make sure it's gonna be fun there but i was trying to see if yeah can i just float this to next year i don't care i'm gonna go yeah so
2: and i imagine a lot of people will but um but then at the same time there also wasn't a what did they say about the tickets for the you can also
3: uh if you don't mind they're like Please float them, but if you need the money, we'll refund you.
2: Oh, okay. So we should assume that it's floated for the tickets. We I think, I think we, we don't to, call and yeah, give them a hard R letter.
3: They did at least have somewhere on their site around that, I yeah. guess. At least in the, the Facebook post yeah. or no, uh, Instagram. Right. Uh, where it said, go here, and then you can update your status if you want a refund or not. I see. So I I don't know if you have to update, but it's probably yeah. good just to check.
2: Yeah. So no Ryan meet meetup. Yeah. We had yeah, to be able to do a Zoom chat with him.
3: <laughs> Remember when you never talked to us? <laughs> uh,
2: he did like, uh, so I posted um, our first ever Estes Method Spirit Box session from Wednesday onto uh, Patreon for a couple days at patreon.com slash probing so they have it early. But then I think Friday or Saturday, uh, I put it up on the free feed, on this feed that you're listening to this now. because well, we did that Wednesday, so it wasn't <laughs> on Patreon <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Um but uh and plus a like a, a handful of our patrons were watching the stream too. No, plus it was also just, on Twitch. It's but, free. No, it's uh, a free one, anyway. yeah. It doesn't matter. Um it's always just a nice little bonus perk. No, but uh um so yeah, we were doing our Estes Method Spirit Box session uh as in as inspired from Connor, uh, Randall and the Hell Crew. Right. Um to which we're now uh Patrons of the Paranormal Museums Patreon. But they run their content through a private Facebook group. Which I'm like you can't exactly go
3: in and get. And people
2: a lot of people were like, Hey, I'm brand new to this just like I am. And they were like, Where's the video from the live stream you did last night? And they're like, Oh, that that one's a little different because we don't really have the permanent rights to that. And like, literally they were screening, you know, in the Hell in in the Hell Year series, there were Mm -hmm. clips that Greg was showing up his own like teenage paranormal investigation crew where right, they were like right, running right. around like yeah. dorks. There was a movie where they helped this Bigfoot guy mm-hmm. and they were in it and okay. they've and no one's ever like seen all this like people have seen it but now there's like bloopers and so like he and his wife Dana were watching it live. And so you're just fucked if you didn't see it. I'm like, fuck, dude. I was actually gonna so watch it. Why the it, fuck are you, you know? watching that live? Right. And I'm Wait, like, that was
3: during their Estes method.
2: That was no. That was oh, last okay. night because okay. I happened to go on Facebook right when that was starting. Mm. It was because they just started like three minutes ago. And uh, but I was like, ah, I'm not gonna watch this all right now. I'll watch it because it'll be archived oh, on Facebook because okay. they said the, all the videos that we do are archived on on the Facebook group. So anyway, I'll have to figure it out because you... also the Estes method thing. I think it's only part in Estes method because a lot of it is Connor teaching everyone and and giving everyone the power to figure out the secret cipher of the euphonauts that he talks about mm. in Hellier. So like it's literally him on this giant whiteboard like looking back here and you got to listen and whatever but of yeah. course I didn't get to see any of it because I can't it's find the too fucking late. video yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So um, but they didn't say that one wasn't going to be because literally, right, for right. that one, they like answered someone's response and was like, Don't worry, this will be archived on the Facebook page. You just got to make you sure and follow whatever, up You're like,
3: Hey, I did my own SS yeah. method at this time, so I couldn't right. tune in and I would like to be able to get this content because this is why I signed up. Right.
2: So, what I, I will I, hate
3: you for the rest of my <laughs> life and uh, put you
2: down on the internet otherwise. I am going to put you down on the <laughs> internet uh, and crush it underneath your weight of your lies. Uh, but I tweeted out. I just promoted the the Twitch video on Friday or Saturday, and right. um, Connor out. and Carl Pfeiffer, they both liked it, which was nice. So half papers, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, check that out. It was uh, it was really interesting to do. I'm excited to do that again. I I got uh, social ad targeted like fucking crazy for because like two weeks ago I looked for. Uh, or I clicked on the Weird HQ um, article about the gear for the Estes method that Greg and, New, uh, and Dana wrote the article uh, because Connor's their friend and he invented it. So right. they're like, here, buy these exact 100% blackout um, Mask. sleep masks, buy these specific drummer-level sound-canceling headphones, and here's yeah. and the spirit box. And uh, But then this company Manta Sleep, it's like 100%. It looks like the bra. Right, fucking, right, right. It's, and it says – Zero pressure on your eyes. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And it was like 25 bucks. Like, yeah. sure. Um, so for next time, it'll be even more. Oh, I'll get fucking blackout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, I definitely want to do that again. Can't um, yeah. But two words, injured Cold, uh, came up. And we are not bullshitting. It was very weird because um, I was asking for this entity, or if it was an entity, talking to Steve. And he said Ingrid um, instead of Indrid, but then uh, said cold, but then Steve didn't say cold because yeah. he didn't want to seem like we it were was, faking it too much. Yeah, it was,
3: <laughs> again, to- I literally heard that. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not fucking saying that. Yeah. It's probably just the radio. Yeah. And then after that, I yeah. heard, which I think I
2: verbalized, yeah. you heard me. You heard me. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's weird. Because yes. <laughs> um, cause I think I said after that later, I even said, wait, 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 I literally said, wait, uh I heard the name Ingrid before, but is your name Ingrid Cold? Because mm. then because William Cooly was on there and they're like, It's Ingrid Cold. He's not saying Ingrid. Yeah. And and you just went true, like right mm. after that. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, <gosh>. uh, <laughs> but uh it was really We were big stepping. Really wild. <laughs> Um, and I think that we we didn't talk about it because I talked about it with my wife uh, when I got home I don't think you and I talked about it on the air but after we stopped recording I was like man if all of these people what if this like Ascension or all this stuff David Wilcock and everyone's talking about what if all these people what if Indrid Cold is like the chosen emissary for humans who are trying to communicate what if that's if he's who they talk to right Right. it's almost like like he's a a
3: librarian or gatekeeper
2: yeah. He's like he's like this like receptionist or something like that that is here to pass or confirm information. And when I went back to listen to chunks of the episode, I was talking obviously a lot about because he he talked about virus and he talked about um you I mean you were saying all this stuff, okay. yeah. uh, prison. <laughs> uh, I said this joke. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying like prison and then yeah. uh, freeze um because I was talking about time and whatever. Mm-hmm. He knew that like he commented on how I commented on a leaky. Bath faucet that had been leaky forever. Right. And then he went like bathroom or, or toilet, worn out. worn out after that, <laughs> yeah. which was fucking weird. Again, yeah. right after I asked. Um, but as I as I was trying to put the pieces together, the line of thought seemed to be him talking about, I'm uh, g- not virus, he said germ. He Ooh. said germ, prison. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe saying people are stuck yeah. in their houses, whatever. And I was like, yeah, we are. And then he said, um, May? He oh, said, sorry. May. Hot, death, uh, and then it's something about free or something like that. And I was like, oh, maybe saying in May the virus will die out or like mutate out or, right. or people will be able to get out of this yeah, prison or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> it's we gonna did, be injured, hot in here. <laughs> which uh,
3: we all did get put on lockdown until
2: May. Exactly, which is May really first, weird. So <laughs> I didn't even think of that. But uh, but yeah, listen to that episode. Obviously, it's free. You can watch the video still on twitchtv probing aliens which if you're watching twitch now that's what you're on but you just go in the you go in instead of the main area you click the videos tab right and i think they're up for 14 just, days yeah, something like them. that but if you miss it if you're listening to this six months from now or whenever um it's on this feed yeah, so i was
3: gonna say i can look maybe i'll dick around with that later tomorrow or something because i think there's a way we can export
2: video so maybe we'll export oh, right. that one just to, yeah to have it yeah yeah but i feel um, like it
3: took forever to download one. i don't know i'll yeah.
2: look. And uh, not that the video isn't great, but it's yeah. like you're not you're not missing a ton, except that no, there's a no, lot no. of quiet spots because I'm asking a question and then waiting for yeah. an answer and vice versa. Because um, Steve and I both like went under like we, we were the right, ones right. getting the spirit box pumped into our ears. So, yeah. And is, Joey, that, what is that what they're calling it now? I hate it. <laughs>
3: Joey talked about a sloppy Subway sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a little bit
2: yeah <laughs> joey did okay so i just turned it off i just turned it to a radio station it was just a lot of s- yeah. subway commercials and so i was really hungry <laughs> yeah uh yeah it was jared though so maybe they were like from back in time subway yeah you commercials. just went on
3: on youtube and on demand and just started streaming <laughs> your own stuff um yeah i was like had the thing and i was just like yeah. uh. <laughs> uh but joey had multiple i think again joey and i are Healthy, healthily skeptical, right. but definitely open to all this. Yeah. Right. Um, so take with it what you will. Again, we're like something happened. This was weird. Right. I, I'm open to saying it was something, but maybe I don't know. It's a but, it's
2: a big fucking coincidence for Steve to hear the term "indrid cold," right? And in his own mind, not out loud, go, I shouldn't say. I, it can't be that for him right. to go. You heard me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think that he says that. When they're doing in Hellier, mm. I think they're like, "Wait, is this really?" And they're like, "You heard me, like, right. they're like that's what oh, Dana okay. says or something." So will have to go back and watch. I know it. I kind of want to watch it again after this, but yeah, or maybe uh, we do a couple more and see. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, but
3: Joey, there was someone it appeared to be like a lost spirit that then right. needed help crossing over, and then maybe some other traveler that was just talking about metal and space, and then right. I it just felt like, and then someone in the Spanish that maybe. were responding to you were like you had multiple.
2: Yeah, narratives going on or things. something. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, and almost like they would start, stop, start, stop. Like, yeah. this person need helping pass over, someone help them. Right. Boom, now they're over. Now this person's
2: tri- traveling somewhere. Right. And then now someone's obsessed with sandwiches. Right. Because <laughs> I was even trying to just allow my, which will be better with the full blackout mask, like, um, I was even trying to just pay attention to what the, you know, how the light kind of changes and swirls yeah, when yeah. you close your eyes for a long time. And we had the room dark anyway, but, uh, I was just trying to be open to like, oh, how are these shapes changing? What do they look like? And for when I was answering those questions, unbeknownst to me, yeah, um, I was also commenting that it looked like the oh, yeah, you the light things, was going yeah. like a tunnel kind of thing, and then mm-hmm. it would start turning into like weird comments yeah. and stuff. And that was kind of with the person who was like, appeared to be a lost spirit needing right. help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super interesting, um, yeah. and I'm definitely excited to do that again. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Um,
3: if you want to support us for more equipment. Yes. <laughs> Patreon.com oh, yeah. slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Yes. Uh, um, and then we're going to do a
2: bit here with... Reviews. Uh, reviews. Yeah. Reviews. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but on Patreon, for $5 a month or more, you get two exclusive podcasts every single month. So uh, the last two that we did were, of course, Adventurous Ghosts, our ghost adventures podcast, which is very similar to Probing Ancient Aliens. And then um, Probing Deeper um, It's kind of a general um, podcast where we probe a few more knuckles deep into... Ancient astronaut theorists themselves, yes. with their consent, of course. And um, they're signing virtual consent forms, right, meaning right. if they've said yes on any video they've ever produced for anything, that's a yes for right, exactly. being probe with their they're knuckles. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they're the easiest, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes you like a chase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but probing deeper, yeah, like one of our recent episodes is was. Um, uh, David Wilcock and Corey Good on the Jenny McCarthy show. We did like a live commentary episode of their right. interview that was 85 minutes long. Yeah. Um, Where they kind of just talked about their same narrative. It right. It wasn't anything too It was, crazy a, it like was a less organized version of The Cosmic Secret, which we also did. Right. Kind of a review spoiler cast episode of, too. So uh, we also did a review spoiler cast of Hellier. Yeah. Uh, season one and two, and that's like a two-and-a-half-hour one or something. So, um, again, spoiler cast. For those that don't know, it's literally it's a spoiler podcast. So yeah. we go fully deep into the subject matter of what we're talking about, so don't listen unless unless you, A, don't care, or if you, B, um, have already seen it. Exactly. So, uh, but, yeah, this uh, segment Steve was talking about is called Reaching for the Stars, where we ask you the little probers and probets out there to go on to your fo- your podcast favorite service of Poison. <laughs> Uh, your favorite podcast <laughs> podcast service, um, preferably Apple Podcasts, because we need the most help with reviews and it's the biggest one. But um, give us a five star rating, and in the review of that five star rating, uh, in the comments there, say whatever you want. We'll read it on the air and give you a shout out. So, um, just like Mayor McDick Cheese did here via <laughs> Apple Podcasts on March twenty seventh.
3: Didn't they, they've shown up before? I think a long time ago, either on that or on, I think on the, the review, not yeah. on Twitch. I
2: mean. He is running a city, yeah. so he doesn't I have mean, a lot of time to be leaving reviews sure. right. <laughs> He got 60% of the vote. Yeah. Uh, are you getting something to drink? Oh, okay. Um, but uh, Mayor cheese writes, uh, gives us five stars and writes, best hot buns podcast out there. Um, I was searching for a podcast that focused on my favorite film, Hot Buns, with a Z, of course. Uh, and this is the best there is. My only critique is that the second half of the show focuses on some TV show about aliens. Not what I tune in for. More Hot Buns. <laughs> uh, thanks, Mayor McDickcheese. And um, SpaceJace3000, who I think showed up on the last uh, Twitch stream, Yeah. or last one of the last few. We've actually done a decent amount of content the last week, but... Um, uh, he writes, or she, I'm assuming it's a he, uh, one of my favorites, I've been listening to this podcast for a couple years, finally found time in isolation to rate and review it. This is a fun, humorous take on ancient aliens. It's uh, an easygoing discussion of the show with great impressions, hilarious synth stings, and whatever banter, a little beer there, drunk that reference, uh, and if you're not careful, you just might learn something. I look forward to it every week. Thank you, Space Chase 3000.
3: And uh, because why not bring up more content? Mm-hmm. So, we get people following us on Twitch and really appreciate that. And you guys get the notifications, show up and do all the things and yep. sub if you're a Twitch subprime. Uh, latest follower <laughs> Prime sub. on Twitch. Uh-huh. These names really jump out at you. Okay. Uh, Osaka's Pulsing Clit Dick <laughs> <laughs> is their name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they subscribed yesterday. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's. uh
2: Yeah. Is that them up on the screen there or that's who's here now? Uh, this is who's roughly here now. Roughly, (laughs) Uh, so roughly. Um,
3: but yeah, no, because I get the email notifications where it's like, oh, whatever followed you. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good one.
2: Osaka pulsing clit dick.
3: Uh, Osaka's so it's plural (laughs) or it's owning possessive possessive. Sorry, possessive. (laughs) Uh, Osaka's pulsing clit dick. Okay. So, thank you for the follow. <laughs> uh, is that the only one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> only one worth no. reading? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's a
2: laughs> Some was like Ash Queen or something oh, like okay. that. Well, yeah. um, if you got one Ash Queen, you got them all. Okay. Exactly. Uh, there's <laughs> only one. Osaka's <laughs> pulsing <laughs> clip. Yeah. Of all of Osaka. It's a right. big city. Did you go to Osaka? Uh, no. I went to uh, Opansa and Oshurda. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, so mostly just the Just outside of Oshoes. Not a full yeah, not a full head to toe. Toe to head. no, I was in, in and around the Tokyo area and then I went to took a little plane to Oh, do I smell steak? To Kobe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um Kobe was like a like a sleepy little tech suburb town. Like I mean, not everyone's from Southern California, but it was a lot like Irvine. Right, so it was right. populated and stuff, but yeah, it was yeah. just more like lower buildings, not not like big, big crazy seaside. tech, neon yeah, yeah. Tokyo. So, right. um, mm. Tokyo, so... Um, anyway, uh, speaking of international travel, we spend this entire episode on the country, the area, the state of mind that is Russia. <laughs> Russia. It's
3: a big fucking
2: place. Yeah. US, mostly in USSR period, a little bit afterwards, yeah. but... Um, uh as soon before the episode even like came on screen um ooh, this episode oh boy. comes on tvs <laughs> uh my wife is there because she's WFHing too she always yeah. wfh'd um, right right as, uh, double down exactly <laughs> um but uh, uh does she always z-o-o-m uh they're on i want to say skype and teams or something like that <laughs> um, I thought which is my skype Microsoft. got
3: acquired by zoom
2: did they really? Something I don't know. Something like that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, she was laughing because before it even before it even came up on screen, it always starts off with location and a year, right? Like the is right. always yeah. like something, and so of course I was like Moscow, <laughs> nineteen. What? And it was just right second. I like, Moscow. I knew yeah. we were gonna start there, um, and we start in nineteen ninety one era Moscow with the. Uh, the old birthmark bald man himself, Uh-oh. Gorbachev, and he's Classic resigning. Classic naked
3: gun joke there yes. where he wipes it off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Gorbachev is resigning as the last president of the USSR. So, um, you know, like uh, Billy Joel sang about that day. <laughs> That is where you are. Or uh, wasn't that Billy Joel it was uh, the Beatles I think actually Was it Yeah <laughs> <Back in> the... <laughs> Yeah yeah USSR Why am I thinking And big... he's got
3: like the big shaggy hair and yes. beard
2: Did what? Billy Joel sing of maybe he maybe he sings about he's... Russia in the We Didn't Start the Fire or something but I don't know we why I conflated those the two, two.
3: The I don't know. Russia yeah. um... now Uh
2: but yeah Gorbachev resigns and USSR you... now <laughs> <laughs> uh, USSR has been in power, has been the ruling government, the communist government, uh, the dictator, fascist government of Russia since 1922, after I believe the Velvet Revolution, mm-hmm. when when um, we've talked about him before, Anastasia and oh, right. uh, Respub and all that shit happened, and the the um, uh, the Alexanders. No, Alexander was the first name of the guy. Oh. Uh, the Romanovs, oh, Romanovs. They were overthrown, yeah. and they had been around for like. Seven or eight generations of, but of 200 a good years series on or something.
3: Netflix. I don't know if it's a Netflix exclusive, but that's where okay. I watched it
2: on kind of their
3: version of it, yeah. or at least not necessarily their version, but just like through their lens. So it's right. like a blend of actors and then historians cutting in and going, right, well, they really fucked up here and they just let all these oh. people die and he was getting influence." And then it's like kind of like a series where it's yeah. in the actors like doing a bunch of shit. So, right. Uh, I think there's ones on other great. It's pretty hard to
2: recommend without the little white bat Bartok in there. I tell you what, you know, the he should have been comment. Bart. Yeah, <laughs> Hank Azaria oh. playing Bart <laughs> yeah. in the Anastasia movie. Oh yeah, uh, right. <laughs> uh,
3: but I think it's just like some sort of fallen empire or something like that. Okay,
2: like the so, Romanos fallen yeah, empire yeah, or something. Yeah. Uh, and, and it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not. But the Hysteria Fifty One two-parter episodes oh, yeah. uh, about Rasputin was pretty interesting yeah, too. Yeah, because they they cover Rasputin pretty heavily in yeah. this as well. Um, there's lots of Nick Pope in this episode, mm-hmm. which is good. Like, I was excited it... to see him
3: in his flip-flops <laughs> at the goddamn Renaissance Inn.
2: And I was hoping to go to that next step where he was in no-shirt jeans in the pool with those flip-flops, oh, yeah. too. I Maybe was... even falling in. getting yeah. Getting playfully pushed in by one of his, uh, <laughs> underage. I mean, uh, I was looking forward to... Cavorting. He- heaving, <laughs> him,
3: heaving him over co-eds. my shoulders and playing a little chicken with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's on my shoulders, uh... Maybe Huey Newman's on yours right. or something like Huey that. Huey
2: Newman's back for one little stinger there in this episode, go. too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Pope, he, he's, he's just, they're just describing what the USSR kind of was and what it was like for people there. So Because yeah. uh, the whole episode hinges on the secrecy of it. So he says, uh, this was a closed, highly secretive society, not only keeping secrets from us in the West, but from its own people. So a classic, you know. The, I mean, the Russians and communism... They go together like yeah. bread and mayonnaise, you exactly. know what I mean? So, like, well, you're are... a Miracle Whip family, but... True. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> an egg oil type of condiment, yeah. right? Um, a spread. A fat spread. A blend. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. But... <laughs> you know, like the color pinkish salmon yes. and a cream sauce. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> delicious. Um, to match my salmon Italian Guido Wop shirt. Um <laughs> no. But uh, no, because I remember like I wore, I had a salmon shirt as like my suit shirt back in the '90s. Uh, but it was
3: just a picture of salmon all over. Yeah, of Tim but,
2: Tim Salmon, yeah. even though I wasn't a baseball fan at all. No, but no. Uh, was that the guy just that had Angels the fucking logos. one hand? Homer? Did he have a strong hand? Uh, Tim maybe. Salmon. There I or was know. it Abbott? So Jim's Jim Abbott. I, I don't know. I can't remember. I Angels had two fish
3: boys. They had Tim Salmon and Mike Trout. Mike oh, Trout that's right. Still plays. But, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but uh, I just remember there was some pitcher that would hold his mitt oh. and pitch because he had the strong hand on his left hand.
3: Oh, but, sorry. I thought he meant like actually hit a home run. Like Oh, that no, no, no.
2: Not yeah. a strong hand. He had a strong exactly. hand. Exactly. Now it. <laughs> yes. Uh, scary Movie 2 style strong exactly. hand. Um, but they have a, a, a Cal State Long Beach history professor on this, and I went, I've seen that guy. Yeah, that's my alma mater, baby. And I've never seen this guy before But because uh, I, I think he was like a – Professor of Russian history or something like that, or European mm-hmm. history, um, but it's cool. I mean, at least they have some expert on there. Um, this is when, uh, in in when Gorbachev resigns, this is when everything about the USSR, including basically their CIA, the KGB, right, um, was also dissolved because it was you know it had to do with keeping state secrets and all that kind of espionage shit. And kind of interesting where it's like once the KGB agents didn't have a job anymore. They still, they didn't all live in the Kremlin. Like they were all, they all still had fucking briefcases and files and all this shit, and they were literally just selling it to the highest bidder, <laughs> which is yeah, kind of yeah, interesting, yeah. Um, kind of a fun time. But um, this guy Vas- uh, Vasily Betrokin was one of them. He had reports on spies, uh, you know, known spies, weapons testing, illegal weapons testing, and also UFO reports. Wow. Um, and uh, Richard Dolan's on here. Uh, he's on a few times. He has his kind of professor hair going, yeah. like, before his real his really nice, high-and-tight look yeah. now. Um, and he says, we know that there were thousands and thousands of Soviet UFO cases at the time, uh, and now we have definitive evidence of them. So, um, basically, this guy, Betrokin, was, like, started off, like, oh, shit, they're hiding paranormal UFO kind of shit, you know? So, um, they apparently also had ancient alien evidence. And back in 1934, a guy named Sergei Kirov. This was a little fun fact I didn't know either. Uh, Sergei Kirov was a rival of Joseph Stalin. Joseph Stalin was the longtime leader of the USSR. Um, he helped us out a decent amount in World yeah. War II. We helped them out even though millions of them died. But um, he, uh, This guy, Sergei Kirov, is murdered by Stalin's cronies. And this is the beginning of what they called the Great Purges. So when Stalin came into power... He fucking was like, I'm going to show everyone how fucking huge and rock hard my dick is. And he just started killing uh, or imprisoning any sort of potential known uh, dissenters uh, that supported his other rivals or were Christians or all this kind of stuff. So um, he's weeding out um, uh, all these people. And one of them was this guy, Henrik Ludwig. Uh, was uh, a philosopher and a scientist, and apparently a genius. He, like, had. There's like this Russian guy in there. He's been in a couple other episodes. But he's like, it is kind of funny because it's stereotypical. Like, the two Russian guys they have, they literally look at the camera like this and talk like this. Like, they have no emotions, no anything. But uh, this guy's on, he's just like, he's like, his knowledge was encyclopedic. He was a verifiable genius. And it's like, very, apparently, <laughs> yeah. very excited about him. But. um that he was accused of being a spy for the Vatican for the Roman Catholic yeah, Church. Very proud of your summer stock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh in 2011 this Russian newspaper called Top Secret revealed that the revealed the secret project he was working on. So in the 1920s he did visit the Vatican mm-hmm. and was apparently granted access to the secret library of the Vatican which like nobody but the pope has access to. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder Why did they let some Russian dude in? Right. Not that I'm saying he was lying, but it was like, why? Why this guy? Why? You know, so. Well, they were. What was it with the Roman? They were pretty
3: Catholic. The Romanovs, I, I believe so, yeah. yeah. They
2: were Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, but right, right. they were Christian. I just don't know if
3: that ladder's back
2: up to the Vatican in right. some way in the Pope. Oh, yeah, like, maybe. Oh, he, well, they're very tied into this. Maybe he had a connection whatever. with the family right, or right. something. Yeah, you're right. Um, they didn't go into that at all. I don't know. <laughs> just as to why. Guessing, but guessing, yeah. If, um, if
3: someone got access, maybe that's right. why.
2: Yeah. I mean, they apparently the ancient aliens, Prometheus Entertainment apparently had access because they say, Secret Library of the Vatican shows yeah. this fucking italian looking and i'm like i guess that's it even yeah. though no one's allowed in there but yeah, we hire a librarian for one person to access this <laughs> um nick pope concurs he says uh oh sorry in the library there was manuscripts that talked about ancient alien civilizations and ancient mm-hmm. alien contact with humans so right. uh, and again none of these things are ever allowed out of the vatican um but there's there's and they talked about it briefly on the show before but it's like Basically, there's shit in there that would completely negate modern religious thought because, or or the timeline of the creation of the world and all that stuff, too, yeah. because of all these, you know, alien things that went on before. So, right, right. um But yeah, Pope concurs, he says, he goes, these manuscripts talked about the pyramids and described them as energy machines. So that's kind of interesting, too. Childress chimes in here for the first time, and he goes, uh, you know, he was mistreated when he returned to Russia, but... He was perhaps one of the greatest early researchers of ancient aliens coming to our planet. Um, they didn't say he was the first first, because mm-hmm. I don't think there was plenty of them. But I mean, like, at the, the good f- good. Right. Because yeah, <laughs> there was like the real society in the 1800s that were believing in the Aryan right, race right. and all that kind of shit. So um, Lenin, uh, who is still on display in the Red Square in one of the buildings, the Kremlin in the Red Square. Because um, he, he's the guy, correct me him, that took over when the Romanovs were killed. He was now the first USSR president, I believe. Right. Like he started the whole mm-hmm. thing after the Velvet Revolution. Um, he outlawed all religion in 1917, including cosmism, which was more of just kind of a esoteric New Age philosophy at the time. Right. We've talked about it before, but it's the belief that uh, this guy Nikolai Fyodorov founded it and uh, believed that humans had origins in outer space and that we were destined to return. To the cradle of civilization, yeah. which was outer space too. So uh, this did feed a lot of the cultural, f- even though it was outlawed, it fed a lot of the cultural fuel to like do the to, like the Russians to really start the space race and get right, there right. first. They they put men in space first. So uh, the cosmonauts, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cosmonauts. But uh, um, after Stalin's death, the uh, formerly silenced ancient astronaut theorists that were these cosmist guys, yeah. Uh, they were allowed to speak out again on the subject. They list a bunch of these other Ruskies that release books or articles or papers on it or whatever. It's not really that important, just saying like basically once Stalin was dead, they're like the late sixties were this explosion of ancient astronaut theory kind of right. shit, cosmism shit again. So um the next segment starts and we get this weird second intro, like the beginning of the show again, it's like Russia, the largest country in the world. And it's it's just all this yeah. basic Russia it's stuff. Fucking big right. <laughs> But only one export matters, a man named Yakov Schmir. <laughs> <laughs> he will teach
3: Thrillin how to use comedy and blend that into educational standards. Is that
2: really what he de-
3: yes. was doing? Of course it is. Because <laughs> Thrillin was doing comedy as a way to teach teachers mm.
2: and things, so that's why someone's like,
3: oh, you should talk to Yakov now <laughs> because
2: <laughs> he's in the program. Yeah. Uh, I've always I've always thought of Dylan as probably our funniest friend. Oh, really? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm joking. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never been on the show. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah thrilling guest of yeah. multiple episodes of Beer There yeah. Like That. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, the largest country um, and you know singular landmass in the world. It has the most uh, diverse biospheres. You got you got snow. You got glaciers. You got ice. Right. You got. What's under the ice? You got plants. You got exactly. other things. You got animals. You got deserts. Carbon dioxide. Right. You got oceans. You got lakes. You got rivers. All that right. kind of shit. Um, it is kind of interesting, though, because they do show a desert, and you're like, oh, that kind of looks like Arizona or something like right, that. Right. But um, uh, 50% of it, though, is uninhabited and unexplored by humans. So yeah. There's been a few meteors that have exploded yes. and landed. The Tunguska incident exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Um, for if, if this episode was interesting for anything, because it's kind of a weak subject, like, I wish the episode would have been like, here are the five or six most insane secret files that came right. out of it, which like, they kind of they kind of just bounce around, but they're, not all of these are just secret files. I don't right, know. It's, right, it's right. just more like, here's Russia's influence slash interaction with UFO, right, UFOlogy right, right, right. shit. But um, uh, they got this like Russian creep robot guy here. He's just like a white haired guy, lustrous, beautiful hair in a suit. Yeah. And he's like really like doesn't know how to be on TV. Hmm. Seems to speak pretty good English, but just, just seems like right. terrified to be on TV. But he's like right. to give it context. USA expands over four time zone. Russia expand over eleven time zone. So just giving you scope for how big right. the right. country is. This whole next segment uh, focuses on what is it called of. Archaim, it's a, it's a it's a Stonehenge right, right. Stonehenge style site uh, outside of Kazakhstan. Yeg <laughs> Um <and> my wife, <laughs> dated back from <laughs> the 17th or 18th century. Back when you can have five wives <laughs> legally. Um, back and when and car drive you. <laughs> mixing up Boris yeah. and Yakov, um, and this is the one and only appearance on this episode and of I think season 11 of Huey Newman in the news here, mm-hmm. and he says. Uh, it has a a very similar latitude to Stonehenge, and it's thought to have been uh, put there for astronomical and surveying purposes. So just basically saying it's just like Stonehenge. And it's on, again, the same fucking latitude line or ley line that we call it. Uh, We get our first suit here. It's kind of pointless. He says, uh, uh, this means that worldwide, our ancestors witnessed other things that explain this long-held fascination with the stars. So he's just saying... Hey, we didn't think that Russians did this kind of stuff in yeah. ancient history too. We also thought they were idiots who couldn't do it themselves. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the underlying yep. racism here. But um, which Sprague
3: boy? Like I said, you got to oh, listen yeah. if you haven't listened. Episode one fifty three. Oh right, right, right. Uh, which I read Ryan Sprague's comments mm-hmm. or his like ratings and reviews. Yeah. And someone gave him like a three star rating because again, you're an idiot if you rate someone's (laughs) podcast based on a
2: single episode. The three-star is, uh, the review's titled, He Uses the Hard R. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta listen to this. (laughs) Oh, shit. But it's
3: like, that's what CastBox is for. You can respond to specific episodes there. So someone gave him a three-star. Sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) And it was like, I can't listen to this guy and his rhetoric. This is terrible. About the 153, because like he starts basically yelling at Ryan Sprague (laughs) about, sprog sprague? sprague it's sprague, sprague. yeah oh, sprague. he says right because because again we have sprogs in our life that are right, right. Sprog, so <laughs> yeah. i'm like Wait, which one is it um played a little leap sprog but uh he uh basically was like oh the will the the episode where you were talking to william tenney right to, uh,
2: or, will chamberlain
3: yeah yeah william uh john elton or johnny yeah William, <laughs> <laughs> uh Bill tenney. But basically saying how like oh they like Ryan and uh, what's his face yeah William <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, we're going about like, oh like some people in the international theory world are technically racist and right. they like look at it this way and there's not a lot of like uh, ethnic diversity in oh UFOlogy yeah, yeah which and, was that was the first episode
2: of, of somewhere in the Skies I listened to was yeah that I
3: think long. that was one of the yeah. first for me too uh, so this guy's like, you're wrong, they're not racist I'm, I'm oh part, like, when you were Latino. explaining that to me, I was
2: like I was like I thought. Um, I thought you were saying the opposite, that someone was accusing Ryan Sprague of being racist. No, no. He was getting pissed show. that he was got saying it. it's racist. Got it, got and it, then got he, it. he's like, I'm half Latino and like
3: there are a lot of ethnic diversity. You just have to go look for it and it's like, well that's right. the problem. It's that's not point. around. He, right. He's saying it's like Chris the Holm. fact that you have to look for it yeah. is the problem. Like it should be more prevalent. Right. But anyways, uh, give it a listen. It was kind of funny. Just yeah. Because Ryan's like, UFO
2: and uh, cryptid researcher, Chris Holm. Yeah. Who hosts the Conspire A Theory podcast? Okay. Yeah. Was uh, he was he a good guest at least?
3: No, because he just rambles on. And Ryan's trying to like dart around because he's super nice right. and like not be like well this is my opinion he's like yeah. no totally like yeah I understand what you're saying I can saying. see why yeah. you say that yeah it was all these kind of things like yeah and, and it's like I it, came yeah <laughs> and, and I came <laughs> I'm not gonna look that yeah. up Yeah. but uh, <laughs> crazy clip we got on you Uh gotta go full steam ahead <laughs> I came <laughs> you know, it's really good to get now that hole every now and then so that I went full steam ahead and I came <laughs> But, uh, but it was just funny because he's like trying to be like, uh, nice about it. But it's like, this guy's clearly yelling at you, right? And your interview, but you're playing it off like he's just stating a fact, right? Did it get like awkward to me? It did because I could tell what was happening, right? Right.
2: Uh, it it was funny too. Another Sprague related thing. I, on the new, uh, oh my god. He posted on Twitter to promote one of his other episodes or an upcoming episode, and I remember at Alien Con, not even canceled as we talked about, non-existent this year because History Con replaced it and got canceled. But uh, at the Hysteria Fifty One or at the the podcast panel where the Hysteria Fifty One guys were there, and the weird noises guy was there, and like whatever, and Sprague was there too. Um, He was like, "I I literally." Broadcast out of my closet. Like yeah. but then like the picture literally shows him in a fucking apartment there. closet. Because like the door is six inches behind him and he's yeah. like hunched over this desk where the laptop came <laughs> so i yeah. was like oh shit he was not kidding well because one of the times
3: i think it was like an old apartment yeah. he was basically naked in there because it was yes. so hot yeah. and then someone that was, was the showing his apartment so... and he was just like sweating and he, like coming it's like yeah this weirdo yeah, new renters about, were like, coming in alien shit and he's like nude in a yeah. closet dripping sweat in his underwear yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, screaming about conspiracy. Yeah. They fucking did it. I'm not fucking racist. I, I love women in plays. <laughs> and I'm not a racist. The I'm not a racist. I love women in plays.
2: Uh so
3: that that does pop a question in my head. Oh. Uh if we went Just to like that, s-
2: that pulsing clip did. yeah, <laughs> of uh,
3: Osaka, Osaka. Um if we Wasabi, <laughs> if we went to that panel again today, mm-hmm. would we
2: introduce ourselves and talk to them? I think so. I think yeah. now that we're more familiar, exactly. in their world or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, I would. I would probably just make fun of Ball.
3: <laughs> That's my favorite. Which uh, that announcer, I. I would put money because they don't ever talk about him. They're yeah. like, "Oh, our a British announcer." The reason I knew he was British because we we discuss this. Word, yeah, it was yeah. Like kind of is he Australian? This the reason I thought he was British because he sounds exactly like this uh, Magic the Gathering announcer. Uh, who's British? Who
2: I would in the same area. I, I was
3: well. I was going to say they might. That might Compton. be the same dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Who's doing their voiceover? Their work. voiceover for right, that right. kind of thing because he's, maybe he's just into it and yeah. He, He's just a freelance thing. voice, well, I'm like, this voice guy actor. This exactly the same. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess after that panel, because we did see them all standing around yeah, in the yeah. hall and stuff, probably go right. introduce ourselves. Our th- yeah, introduce ourselves. Say, oh, hey, hey it was cool. Like, whatever. Oh, yeah. we're the guys who are this podcast. Yeah, because clearly they will follow us into apparently. Oh yeah. mentioned us. That's we the still thing, can't like, find those episodes.
2: That would be the easy. End, yeah, exactly. That would be the easy. And it's like, oh yeah, somebody. I said we started listening because somebody on our reviews said that you guys, you know, shouted us out or something yeah, on yeah, your yeah. show, but, yeah. um, but, uh, oh, and Ryan Sprague and the Somewhere in the Skies podcast account both yeah. liked my, I replied to tweet. my own tweet saying, hey, thanks to Ryan Sprague for introducing us to Connor and, uh, Gra- Greg team. on yeah. Somewhere in the Skies, so, yeah. um, and he liked it at, Two in the morning, New York time. Oh, <laughs> like right after I posted it too. There you go. So maybe a post, j said. Well, and
3: he's trying to do a lot of video content too now yeah. that he because he he's a he's barista. So yeah, we should probably sub to him just to give him a few bucks. That's true. His time. Yeah,
2: um, uh, yeah, he's out of work from the Broadway business. That anyway. too. I think he's yeah. like getting triple fucked up. Just like <laughs> oh. I'd pay for that campaign. Or maybe that content. <laughs> yeah, maybe just double uh, <laughs>
3: campaign. Campaign. <laughs> Come, pain, pain. Yeah. full steam. Is that, a, is that like an Estes
2: method yeah.
3: response? <laughs> uh, what's going on? Come, paint <laughs> toilet worn out, <laughs> Whole <Yeah>. flopped, <laughs> prolapsed, <laughs>
1: bruised, <laughs> ass, Le- meat. <laughs> ass
3: meat, <laughs> leaky donut,
2: <laughs> whole food. <laughs> Semen sprig, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Can't wait to meet Ryan. <laughs> I said that the other day too. I'm
3: like, they either get it or you don't. That this is out of love, right. not out of hate. Oh. Oh, uh, yes. But maybe not everyone loves. Maybe love. out of lust, huh? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that sick haircut. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be interesting too because he is hyper tightly coiffed. Oh, yeah. More so than me. Exactly. He's, I got, was the thinking full, you. he's yeah. got the full, fully always product in it hair and super yeah. tightly shaved and stuff. And yeah, then exactly. Then he's got, you guys see. run a similar style haircut. Yeah, we'll see if he gets so. a little disheveled. Exactly. As time goes on. But, uh, um, oh, here's something funny here. Um, uh, why did the chicken cross the road? No. Uh, God, even that was really bad. But, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> archaeologists found that, uh, uh, it was built to account for eighteen astrolog- astrological events simultaneously. So like one spot of it would have the shadow align with the autumnal equinox, and then this would happen and this and whatever. so pretty pretty complicated, pretty uh, again, what they keep calling it very high level math or whatever. yeah, but at the same time, it didn't take knowing the math theorems to right. just know the pattern of when this thing happened every fucking year. Yeah. Or every night, the stars moved here, and then, oh, Mm. after 72 days, they're back to, whatever the fuck the pattern is. I know it's not right, but uh, don't at me, all you fucking star nerds (laughs) out there, but... um, On our Discord. Right. (laughs) 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 But uh, they they also found a bunch of artifacts and stuff, and this fucking, this pissed me off, because this is a perfect example of how... uh, inconsistent philosophically and evidence wise and uh that the ancient astronaut theorists can be like they're like they even found a small figure of a a small carving of a man looking up to the stars and the proportions on this little dude that they show are all fucked up Mm -hmm. his eyes are gigantic his lips are fucking protruding out here he's hunched over and has tiny little arms and legs that are like Literally seventeen times smaller than his head. Right. And I'm like, You fucking assholes, you did not mention once how strange this little carving looked. And oh look, his head is shaped differently and his eyes are massive, not like ours. and it's just like yeah. it's just so it's so cafeteria type of like cafeteria evidence, right? Because right, right. every other carving when it fits their narrative is look at the watch, literal. Look at animal. the watch yeah. he's wearing and it's from four thousand years ago and his eye sockets are huge yeah. like an alien's and it's just it just drives me nuts. But yeah. Um I didn't want to let it slide by, but uh, lots of anomalies happen in that area, too, of Archaim, and we get a first Wilcock trip here. Um, It appears that this is some sort of energy node or vortex point on the Earth that was actually utilized by extraterrestrials when it was constructed. If you look at the shape of Archaim, it could have been the platform for a spacecraft, like a rocket, to launch from, and it's showing a fucking rocket. And I'm like... Come on, Wilcock, you know better that they weren't using rockets to get around the fucking planet. Right. Again, it's not this fuel and jet
3: propulsion right. to do things. It's right. levitation, right. manipulation of time
2: and space. And I'm like, oh, so non-fossil fuel energy source, this vortex or energy node, that's somehow feeding rock explosive rocket fuel. Right. Why wouldn't you just say it's again, word choice is important here because you know, not on our watch. We're not going to let you get by with that kind of bullshit. But, like, you guys fucking talk about anti-grav tech all the time. Right. All these small ships that are hypermaneuverable. Sure. Let's build a big pointed stick missile to fly from our mother ship down to Earth with. Right. And have to harvest fucking fossil fuels to burn up or some, some sort of combustible fuel. Right. As opposed to just, oh, let's hover over this natural microwave. Yeah. Uh, let's suck it. <laughs> this <laughs> natural microwave.
3: You guys got uh, hot pockets going on down there? Or do you guys not have those yet? I, yeah. Time and space right. doesn't
2: really make sense. so yeah. I mean, we're some kind cultures, they have the pockets, but not the sleeves that really yeah. insulate the yeah. heat it's, properly so it doesn't burn it it's inside. Not so
3: hot, it's warm pocket. <laughs> and bagel bites, is that yet a thing here? Or? I you don't know. know. Totino's Bagel yeah. Bites, is that a thing here? <laughs> There's like 17
2: planets that all came to this crux point where they all invented Totino's. Yeah, Pretty similar logo and color scheme, too. Yeah. But some use pepperoni. Some right. use sausage. I don't know. Right. It's fucked up. Yeah. Some
3: just have cheese, and I avoid those plants. <laughs> I'm dairy free. Uh, well, I'm, I'm into dairy. I just need that protein, baby, <laughs> salted meat.
2: Oh, you're saying <laughs> that you just didn't like that there weren't no, any toppings. Exactly. In there. I Got need it. that. That, that Toppings are fillings. Yes, exactly. exactly. meat. Portion, <laughs> portional fillings. They're inverted toppings. Yes. Portional <laughs> fillings. <laughs> um. We go to the Ural Mountains. Uh, like the, they're kind of like the Rocky Mountains of Russia. This is interesting, too, because I didn't really know this about Russian geography. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically separate the left third of Russia from the – the west third of Russia from the eastern two-thirds of Russia. Mm. So kind of to the west is the more European-style Russia. Right. And to the east is the more Siberian-Asian-style Russia because it mm-hmm. butts up against China on the yeah. far east side. So
3: Which it is surprising. you know, And maybe I'm just totally wrong here, but uh, – I feel like you don't hear as much about a divide in Russia like you do in India. Yeah. Where it's like India is like, oh, this clearly
2: should be like eight Well there's the Apaches countries. and there's the yeah. Oaxacans and the Yeah. The, um the Seminoles. The Pueblo, yeah, the yeah. Seminoles, all those kind of people. Uh, but Blackfoot, in, my India, tribe.
3: Home of the oh, IPA.
2: I see. Uh, like
3: <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. I, am, I mean I am. we're making a joke. <laughs> yeah. all right, right, okay.
2: Uh uh India uh yes i thought that native americans came from a land called <laughs> india <laughs> sorry what day is it monday Come on, monday baby
3: uh but anyways that that should clearly be like multiple countries because right. there's like clearly areas that hate each other and right, right, one right. is in power and all the rest are not and it right. just fucks everyone right we're in russia i don't really feel yeah like i've heard again i could be totally wrong here but i feel like they do kind of unify as a country and say, like, yeah, yeah, we are Russian and we're just more this than that. Kind of in the right. U.S. where it's like, oh, I'm from the south and I'm from the west coast. and right, I'm right. the Northeast. Like, yeah. we're all Americans, but we're all into this and maybe have our discrepancies. Yeah. But,
2: I'd be interested to, like, um, to talk about or learn about some of the Siberian tribes and cities and whatever, yeah. like, and see, do you guys identify as Russians? Because yeah. they're, like, 2,000 miles to the west. Right. Do and you they're feel not oppressed by
3: that government that right. they don't take your shit and that, into need. And
2: that's yeah. the thing too is I have no clue how the Russian Federation or whatever or right. the Russian Republic works. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 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 it's okay. like is Siberia one big state? Are there provinces or regions or anything? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, it's interesting because you don't really there's not really civil wars in Russia. And you think if there were, they would only be on the European side. Right. For like political because it also might be A, it's ignorance on our part, but it also might be because there just isn't as many there's not as much population density. In that whole fucking area right, of the when country, just spread
3: out, and they're like, "This is my country." Because I'm I, in fucking well, Russia, you stay off my fucking land.
2: And, you can, and you, I can imagine that literally, the if the central government is California, right, <laughs> and one of the closer Siberian states or something is where New York is, they're not going to go. I'm not going to fly six to seven hours to go solve some minor dispute about you know you know a local yeah, yeah. government there or something. They probably just don't give a shit, yeah. I would
3: guess. But, but like in India, they're like, "I'm going to purposely shit on this region because right. I'm from this other region and we yeah. hate the
2: those toilet region." That's but... where I shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, you mean? The... And we
2: call that your mouth out here.
3: <laughs> okay, is that bad? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's just me uh, doing bad jokes. Yeah, I'm not yeah, really yeah. racist. or anything. What's
3: the big river? The Ganges out there that yeah. they love. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's my river. <laughs> <laughs> Top shell flicking. Uh, but yeah, it's just like there's clearly a group of people that hate the other group, right? And because I guess they did have the whole class system, which probably caste system, yeah, yeah, system, which sorry. is a class system, yeah, yeah. Uh, which probably fucked things up. I guess. Well, because yeah, there's it like like Sri
2: Lankans show. are very separate on the island down there with the, like yeah. their own thing. But yeah, it's yeah, I don't know, yeah. Um, you know Sri Lankans. Yeah. <laughs> I know that because I worked with a Sri Lankan gal who well, ended up marrying a coworker back when yeah. I worked at Home Depot. And sometimes, and then and then tutored my little brother. I mean, based on the size of them, you think they're Sri Shrunken?
3: Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I used to farter my little brother. I didn't yeah, really exactly. teach him much, yeah, but yeah. Um, did I tell? Did I say that story on this show? That when I was a kid, I wasn't <laughs> like my mom thought of the word fart as the f word in our family oh because I didn't even know what fuck was. Yeah, but then my mom taught me what fuck was. And no. then your stepdad, I was gonna say
3: sorry, as you were saying.
2: Uh, no, but so I had to like. There was a kid. There was like a cool kid named Richard down the street, and he oh, used big to, dick. Oh, oh no, thank it's you. Masubi Monday. Oh, uh, this guy knows what's up. Thank you. And uh, he would like flick his hair and all this stuff, and he had. He had fart spray in a can the, from Spencer's Gifts or whatever. But I had to call – even even when my mom wasn't around, I, c- I had to call it toot gas. My sister and I had to call it toot gas around everyone else. Luckily, they didn't make fun that's of too us too bad. much. But, yeah, it's toot bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, anyway, that's uh...
3: – I don't remember if I said fart a lot. <laughs> yeah, that definitely wasn't like –
2: Stephen, you're word. supposed to just say fart a little. Okay. Not fart a lot. Okay? Exactly. There's no um, night names for fart was a lot. I just okay? say, I'm so
3: fart a lot. Uh, it's still growing. Of the gaseous uh, quantity.
2: Quanty? Is that a quarantine county? Quarantine county. There you go. area. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's just keep going. Yeah. Um, there's also weird, uh, a bunch of light anomalies and UFOs and things like that. Did you just say light anomaly? Hmm. Uh, speaking of that, the new episode of the newest episode of Ghost Adventures is actually really good. Mm. It's uh, they investigate Aaron Goodwin's dad's house, and Aaron lived there for five years from 2011 to 2016. While the show was being shot, was constantly having negative attachment issues oh of a demonic kind of force. Because mm-hmm. in Zach on the episode, it's like when you lived there, I have never seen you more depressed. You argued with everyone more than you ever did. Like, and, but as soon as we got out of that house, you were back to your old. So it was like, why the fuck, Aaron? Are you as a rich ghost hunter on right. TV living in a fucking house in Vegas? It looks like just any other decent house. Why are you fucking living there? And then he sells it to his dad in 2016 because he's, he's, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I thought it was attached to me, and I figured if I left, that it
3: would leave. And so, do they think it? attached him in one of their adventures and it he brought it home because I'm like, so why would his house It be? was not
2: on one of their ghost adventures, but cause Zach goes, Now I remember when you were in Jamaica. He, he basically says, Do you think that specific. you brought this Jamaican witch home? Because mm. he's like, I'm not saying you were into like Satan's, you know, Satanism or anything, but and Aaron was like, well yeah, I was doing a lot of like energy stuff. And I think I like By manifested or on it. the show. He, he he was like either in Jamaica for that purpose or did some sort of ritual he they imply, the that, hedonism? <laughs> they imply that he got into some weird culty philosophy thing or decided to learn some ritual magic and it like it's something attached to him Stopped. or whatever. Yeah. But the, the evidence in that episode is fucking scary as shit. Clearest EVPs that have ever been on the show that are like right to the answers of what they're asking. And and the editing and shit on the show, like all the little recreation stuff. Like one of the entities is like a little girl that's all dirty with with just black uh, for eyes and a mouth and stuff, and the way like like my wife fucking so I will get startled, but then she makes it a thousand times worse because she goes Aah! and grabs me when it happens because she's right. fucking terrified right. and <laughs> whatever. Uh, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun, but also really fucking terrifying because I'm I'm glad in that nanosecond to just be over my startle, right. and then it's <laughs> this, and I'm right, like Jesus yeah, Christ, shock. yeah. yeah. Um, um, so that answers Heretic's question: Is mm-hmm. it worth a watch? That episode, yeah, yes, totally. for sure, yeah. yeah, it's worth the if you have it on History Channel or on Amazon, buy it for two ninety nine or whatever. Right. But um, definitely worth a watch. You What's get to the see, season episode? It is. I mean, they're on like season twenty three or twenty four now. But it's okay. it's literally this past uh, thir- Friday's episode. Okay, uh, or Thursday. Sorry, they're on th- they're on primetime now. They're on the old Seinfeld slot. I think nine or ten so o'clock on Thursday. Air date of March twenty six, yeah. and I think it's called like the Goodwin House or something yeah. like that, but. Anyway, um, blah, 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 blah. they find some weird shit in the soil here. Uh, 30 feet deep, they find these, like, little metal coils and springs, um, which they keep calling nanotechnology or nanotubes or things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but they say the soil wasn't touched for for hundreds of thousands of years in that area. Um, starting to starting to sound like <laughs> a sponge. it creature. Seem a little bit different. Um, but... Uh, they, their theory is that like, there was a metallic explosion of some kind in the distant in thousands of years ago, and then the soil levels you know, built up on top of it. Um, they were tested at the fucking Russian Office of Hard Sciences and Geology or something yeah. like that, and they looked very manufactured. They show a lot of the X-ray images, and they do look like very symmetrical springs and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and They called them uh, microfibers and stuff like that, and nanofibers or nanofilaments, sorry. Mm-hmm. They found that they were made of tungsten... Um, copper and malignant, or something like that. Tungsten specifically is used in modern spacecraft because it can highly stand up to uh, heat and it's okay. very light metal. So mm. um, so basically, they're saying it's all rare materials. We get a Suclert here and he says, These are very rare materials. <laughs> We're looking at nanotechnology. And my wife was like, What? Like, why would you make that jump there like that? Like, because you're thinking nanotech of like little blood, you know, things that right. can heal your Michael, scars okay. and yeah. stuff like that. Um, we get a Wilcock drip right afterwards, and he says, When you look at them in a microscope, they're extremely regular in their structure. They're very nice coils. <laughs> and I laughed. I was like, They're very nice, very nice coils. Uh, the only way we could make them now is with machine guided technology. We could not do this by hand, which I'm like, Okay, fine. Although it is insane when you see like those like glass blowers that make the fucking little super detailed little statues that are mm-hmm. like, four millimeters high or something, because they're doing it all in a microscope or whatever. Anyway, um, it's not really the point. (laughs) Either way, thousands of years ago, it would be difficult to make these things no matter what. These spirals are clear evidence that someone had a very advanced civilization here on Earth near Archaim. So uh, nothing that crazy in this episode, except that when I was looking it up online, I was looking up the Archaim, uh, they call them nanotubes or whatever, and the coils and the spirals and everything. There wasn't actually, there wasn't a lot of hard um, articles about, and I looked on hardarticle.com. hard R <laughs> tickles. <laughs> the hard R, it tickles, right? Yeah, exactly. And it slaps, dog. Oh, baby. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, there was, there was like the Skeptics Forum and like all these other places where they were like, people were putting links to all these articles and things. None of them saying like, you know, debunk the, the, um, Archaim coils or whatever, but, um, there was a guy that posted some like a GPS link and whatever and he's like nobody likes to talk about that there is a they or he says they act like the the site of this archaeological dig is hundreds of miles from nowhere mm-hmm. but there's literally a light bulb factory half a mile away. <laughs> so and they're like nobody talks about that because it would right. like cuz literally on this show on this episode they're like they somebody's like, you know, these are like what would become being a light bulb or like small, <laughs> small microfilaments for light bulb wires and things yeah. like that. And so, again, I'm not saying it's wrong, but apparently there's a fucking light bulb factory pretty close right, by right, right. <laughs> where, there might, where there might have been an yeah. explosion or a, a box was dropped in the 60s or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah. 30 feet deep of natural soil, whatever. But also, right, right. if the light bulb factory would maybe want to get rid of some waste. Yeah. They could have buried a bunch of shit there and nobody right. knew about it. Right. I don't know how after 60 years you could tell, oh, this was all dug up and buried here or not. Yeah, so.
3: especially in Russia where it's like right. a very gray history of, right. okay, what was really happening? What did you let out? What are you talking about? Right. Yeah.
2: And that, that's what, understandably, my wife was saying the whole time. She's like, this is still Russia, though. Like, Even, right. even though after – even though politically their regime changed to a, to a republic, it doesn't mean that all the philo- – I mean – There's decades and decades and, you know, 70 years of secrecy and classified documents and redacted statements and all sorts of shit. So, and even now, I mean, with Putin and all that shit, like, you can't fucking, you just can't always trust everything they're going to say. Russia's a very nationalist, or at least Russia's leadership is hyper-nationalist, right? Like... Hmm. They're gonna they're gonna choose allies if it helps them, right? Because they're also not like the richest company. You know, they're not a third world country, but they're not the richest one in the world either. So yeah, they're um, down to bury shit.
3: I mean, even in the U.S., (laughs) they're down to bury
2: like well, toilets very expensive. Yeah, water (laughs) toilets even more expensive. (laughs) Water for drinking, not washing pee up away. All toilets (laughs) worn out here.
3: (laughs) Peep and peep, yeah. um, but even in the U.S., there's stuff that's like CIA covered up and yeah. this and that. So it's like in Russia, where they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna cover up Chernobyl to the rest of right. the world." It's like,
2: okay, they're 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 down to do some shit, right? Yeah. Where do you think? Toxic Avenger came from. Exactly. A waste dump in New what Jersey. state? There you go. I knew you knew. <laughs> from Troma, New yes. Jersey. <laughs> um, we go back to Moscow, 1967. Uh, there's a big old science meeting held to discuss UFOs. This is the first official UFO research group that's been uh, endorsed by the government. Mm. Uh, a guy named Felix Ziegel uh, was asked to ask the public on television um, to, to submit any UFO sightings that the public citizenry had ever had Mm -hmm. he was um um what was it oh sorry uh this group was disbanded immediately like the next day after like because it was like we wanted you to organize it we didn't tell you to go on television yet or whatever somehow they got past like state-run television and went on there but um nick pope is on to explain he says uh well needless to say there was a lot of sightings that were reported but the project itself was dogged by controversy and dissent so um it gets shut down, but thousands of reports were submitted at this point. He ended up publishing a book called The Inhabited Cosmos with hundreds of the case, the reported cases in there. Von Daniken comes on, and he's just blabbing about like basic attributes of UFOs. He's like, they were super fast and shaped like circles, and the report said that. And like, They're okay. chariots yeah. <laughs> of the gods. Oh, fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucked it up. Um, <laughs> fire. I mean, I think it's my probably favorite song.
3: That. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Maiden, maybe? No. <laughs> Iron Maiden, maybe. <laughs> um,
2: so they ask, was this a USSR cover up, right? Um, which is a weird question because that's literally what they're saying. I yeah. don't know. This was like one of the weirdest um, Robert Clotworthy line written shows. Like, all of his lines seem like they could have fit almost anywhere okay. in the episode. Like, it's it's like. They recorded He's him out of context wrong. or it's something. Like, sure. Yeah, it was just like, does Russia cover shit up? And he like asked that like seven times. Like, well, every segment is about that, I guess. Right, but right. there's just not a lot of variety. But uh, Nick Redford in The Bald Brick comes on and he says, a number of records have surfaced from the Soviet Air Force and the KGB showing that particularly in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, they took the UFO subject very, very seriously. Um, Sook alert here. He says, Soviet scientists had to come up with incredible ways to share their findings with their colleagues in the Western world. So essentially, they hid their messages in code. Now, why would anyone risk going to jail if you weren't compelled enough that what you were writing about is the truth? Which is a good point, right? If, if Russian scientists were risking lifelong imprisonment or yeah. execution um, to get things out to the West— there must have been something important in there worth right. risking your fucking livelihood yeah, or life for. Um, I said Fairpoint Suki baby. I forgot I wrote that. Uh, 1977, a huge glowing object appears above the some Russian city for over five minutes. Hundreds of thousands of people apparently see this. Um, and then in a four-hour window, a bunch of other nearby cities have the same kind of very extended sightings. And it's like, it looks like this big red thing with like, Almost like it was shooting missiles off, but then they stopped in mid, like an umbrella or something like wow. that it was weird but um, uh, because the government couldn't hide it from the couldn't hide UFOs from the public anymore, they created an official UFO um, research group internal this time uh, and it was uh, led by a cosmonaut a former cosmonaut named Pavel Popovich and he ran the whole thing. Um, he was uh, the penguin's uncle exactly um, Edward what was it copplepot was yeah. his name? you know any three syllable name means you're related so but i knew what you meant (laughs) (laughs) um he claimed to know that they're like he had doc and he so he released a shit ton of kgb documents in 92 kind of the stuff there they were talking about in the beginning of the episode was mostly done by this guy so he was a pretty important figure um so and 92 remember the year after gorbachev and the ussr fall so um but he claims to have uh official government documents that stated there uh they are aware of three underground alien bases in or underwater alien bases. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and then his wife was no slouch either, Marina Popovich. Uh very good posture. No, she was a Soviet airman. Popinlakovic. <laughs> uh she was the first woman to break the sound barrier. And she had a bunch of UFO counters herself mm. and that people reported to her. It's kind of interesting where it's like A lot of the cosmonauts and military people, because they couldn't say anything publicly or even to their superiors, there was a lot of, like, just, again, kind of your conspiracy point is, like, people can't keep these kinds of secrets very well. Yeah. Because when you're traumatized by something or in awe or have some insane experience about something, it's pretty difficult to keep that all inside forever because then you feel crazy if you don't let somebody else know. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when all this is going down right she wrote a 2003 book about all the UFO sightings she had and some of the other ones that were reported it's showing it's cool it's showing like a speaking engagement that she did Um, and she said that there were other Soviet pilots that had thousands of their own experience or and also civilian pilots too um, uh, oh Dolan and Pope are on they talk about how Pilots in general are one of the most sought after UFO report sources because they can like judge distance and and track speed yeah. and tr- they you know, like the no in in like a 10-second period they can like understand all this interesting information about a craft yeah and I never even thought of that before too I was like oh yeah they're probably the best well, ones their to...
3: instruments are kind of measuring all that stuff too, exactly
2: like... and and they know well our if they're experienced pilots they know our kinds of machines can do this and yeah. that one's the doing something ours can't do so. Yeah. Oh, they know the limitations and <laughs> what they can do. Uh, Nick Redford comes on again. The Bald Britain uh, says, I was going to say, she said, uh, she stated that the Soviets reported to her that they are in possession of now less than five crashed UFOs. So, very like, um, fuck, what was the Black Forest project in the early Nazi uh, days? Yeah. Um, but it was like that thing where they, you know, that, that's where they got most of the reverse engineered technology, right, all those right, crashed right. ships. Um, 1986, we go to. Uh, Dalnagorsk, Russia, uh, where this big red glowing sphere reportedly went across the night sky, went towards a mountain canyon, tried to slow down, or looks as if it slowed down before crashing and blowing up into the hillside. Uh, the fire went on for an hour after the crash, which I was like, is that an interesting point? Because I would think that that's pretty average if not if it didn't go on longer. But then I was like, are they trying to say that an hour is short for a craft to go You know, I just didn't know. But yeah. Uh, what was being said? Uh, uh, so our spo- title sponsor of the show, Night Beacon Lights, oh. uh,
3: wrote, and the sea will grant each man new hope as sleep brings dreams of home. Mm, that's from Star Wars A New Hope. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> See, I got you this time, John. <laughs> Mondays, huh? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he said, what's this movie from? Or what's this quote from? <laughs> I don't know. Question mark. Question Sounds mark.
2: familiar, but I can't remember. Oh, that's the Siebel Green.
3: Well, we're talking about Russia. Yeah. James Bond from Russia with Love. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I don't know. I don't know.
3: We're stumped here begins. I've only seen a handful of James Bond movies anyway. He said close. Okay. Well, so another, is it Austin Powers? <laughs> uh, Sean Connery. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. Is he talking about Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade? H-C- That's Germany.
2: Great. Oh, was he reading that from his diary or something? Did Sean Connery did say it? Hmm. I don't know. Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> Russia. Dragonheart. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> I am Dwayne oh, Johnson. There it is, Hunt for Red October.
3: Oh, there we go. Yeah, I forgot about that movie. I um, only saw that once. I feel. like. I think so. Maybe I think even that was in the theater. That
2: was a that was a Pino theater experience. Yeah, that was there. a dad experience as well. Yep. That and then the sister movie, which was Crimson Tide. Right, right. right. Uh, both red submarine movies with yeah, high profile both, actors. Yeah. <laughs> references to a woman's time with a Right. <laughs> is that for Red
3: October? No. <laughs> Should be. Yeah. Um <laughs> how you doing? Oh I'm getting close. I'm on the hunt for reddit oh, Yeah, October.
2: I'm almost a red over here. <laughs> um we've got a crimson tide for sure. There were a huge number of eyewitnesses, uh, and they called this the Russian Roswell because so many people saw it and it was a crash, all that stuff. Artifacts were recovered. Microscopic analysis showed that the metallic fibers um had a really weird composition when exposed to heat. And Childress, of all people. Not Michael Denon, not not an expert, but Childress comes on and chime yeah. in and explains He goes, when they melted the metal, the elements of gold and silver were gone. and Instead, there was titanium and molybdenum, which molybdenum is that same metal I was trying to pronounce earlier mm. and failed, um, and molybdenum there. And so you have to wonder, uh, here we have some kind of metals which are mutating into other metals, which was very, very unusual, so... Again, it's fine that he's saying this, but yeah. get a fucking metallurgist on the show yeah. to say, like, whoa, we can't do that, or that's really weird. That could be – there's been times on the show where they say something that – they present some outlandish thing, and then someone goes – one of those um, – uh, the biggest examples is how the fucking um, – to the Stars Academy, and mm-hmm. what's his face, Tom DeLong and his oh, scientists DeLong. are saying yeah. the aluminum nano uh, sheets of metal – were only this many microns thick. And he's like, that all these scientists are like, and I think Johnny Elteni was one of them, he's like, you know what else is is smaller than that in terms of microns? Sheets of aluminum foil. He's like, mm-hmm. it's not that difficult to make metal that thin. Super thin. So it's just like, you have to be aware that they're making these claims like, whoa, we can't, it's like, no, we can It's not even that weird. So yeah. I'm not saying that's the case here, right. but it would be nice to have a scientist go, oh, no, that's what that composition does, and we've done it like this, and what, mm-hmm. I don't know. So we've done it like this. Yes. Uh, our one Nori story on the entire thing. Which we won't get to celebrate his fucking birthday this Exactly, week. yeah, no birthday lunch. I think he's going to be fucking chased this entire year, because I think Contact is his big orgy oh, yeah. fest, you know? Oh, yeah, um, he's going to be
3: backed up quite a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to be able to see be that. <laughs> Fuck next year.
2: <laughs> How about that pool filter of yours there, yeah. George? <laughs>
3: Usually I get a fresh shot of your wife. Are you talking about my wife like that?
2: (laughs) Only I get to call her a pool filter (laughs) because she sucks everything up, just drinks it. God, this is not nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Nori comes on for no—he literally goes, "I don't think it was made on this planet." (laughs) Like yeah, I know George this is what they yeah. like. I don't. I, I it's I, of my nuts. I guess he's just a he's just a fucking celebrity in this world. So they just like right, having right. him on. And he's likable, I guess. Yeah, but it's it's guaranteed he'll tweet about the episode. Right. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I just started playing a game called Control, and it's all about um, it's like <laughs> you, a you take you take you take, a, you take a Ziploc bag and some yeah. zip ties. <laughs> You put it around your head for you know X amount of time. Mm-hmm, you try to beat mm-hmm. your time or whatever, and just yeah. you get to finally feel like you have fucking control over something yeah, in your life. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, but it's a game called Control where you crank yourself. Yes, <laughs> um, it's made by the same guys that made like Alan Wake and uh, Quantum Break, a couple of these things. Um, it's a phone game. No, it's a it's a PlayStation, Xbox, <laughs> whatever game, and uh, DLC. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what it's about. No, 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 I'm sure. Can I get the DLC? <laughs> <laughs> um no it's it's a it's a game about uh the bureau of the fictional federal bureau of control which is the paranormal and it's it's mm. like this game is so up hours in the new cur- it's it's all mm. about like um a, a an agency that knows about like the astral plane and in fact the board of directors is represented by this upside down black pyramid that you can interface with by calling a magical like, all this weird mm. super paranormal scientific Ghost, demon, weird, all mixed together with aliens, yeah. kind of shit. Uh, like you can't even see the the Bureau of Control building unless you right. know it exists and are looking for it, and that's how it hides itself. So it's a, it's all about interdimensional stuff. Is this a, a a star game as you would call it? Like a triple A game? Yeah. Yes. Um, it was like a critical darling. It was IGN's Game of the Year, but it didn't sell that well. It just this it wasn't a Twenty nineteen. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, wait, uh, I thought
3: Game of the Year was Turkey Hunt.
2: <laughs> that was the Game Awards. Uh, uh, okay. uh, Untitled Goose game was That's game was. of the year okay. for the Game Awards. But uh, but anyway, this game's cool because you play this girl who had a paranormal event with her brother, and uh, he was taken by the Bureau, so she's been looking for him ever mm. since and finally finds the Bureau now that she's older. But she also merged with this entity that came out of their fridge or something where like all these evil things were Zoo. coming through. It's kind of like that, where yeah. it's like the Bureau basically investigates... These objects of power, or these altered world events. So someone calls and says, "My, refri- I open up my refrigerator and there's monsters inside screaming at me." And they're like, they actually take it seriously because right. they know that it's real. In black style, it's, it's, exactly. But right. it's much. It's really cool. No. But anyway, uh, my point is. They have, you can list, like, you can turn on radios and things like that, or when you're like moving around Are you, in between killings. As stuff. this
3: woman, does she join the Bureau? She, or? she,
2: well, that's kind of the, it's not a spoiler because it happens in the very beginning, but okay. basically, the plot of the game is it starts in the middle of the action where she finds the Bureau, she's inside. You find out the Bureau's on lockdown because there's this crisis happening, which is kind of like the point of the game. But then she ends up becoming the new director mm. because this gun, which is like, through, through the ages it it was the original object of power so it was like mjolnir the fucking oh, lance of okay. odin it was excalibur it was it's kind of like assassin's yeah. creed shit where it's like oh this like so now it's a gun right and basically the gun the the weapon chooses you and you either oh. kill yourself with it and you survive and become the new director because if you die and you go to the astral plane you get like a new like right you're like
3: a shaman where you have to like die and come back right and it's like do these several tests. And the pyramid's kind of
2: telling like you have to choose to be the chosen one. It's all this weird yeah, yeah. like double mind speak stuff going on, but um but she ever since she merged with this being that helped them get rid of this evil thing in their fridge or whatever it was, she has psychic power, like telekinetic powers and stuff like that. So anyway, um but when you walking you're walking around you, you're reading all this documentation, and there's you know audio diaries and things, but then there's radios that are playing a clone show of Coast to Coast, and mm. it's called America Overnight, and it's Damn. literally, and literally it's funny, because in official documentation, they'll literally say, just refer to episode 259 of America Overnight, uh. and the, the, the host is like, they're doing kind of an impression of George Norrie right. and stuff, it's, it's really cool, but um, it's just so weird that, again, even like that last Wednesday, fucking interfacing with injured cold and all this stuff it's all that kind of it's all that mothman kind of feeling where it's like it's a really and the gameplay is is super fun too but um anyway totally if you're into any of this stuff it's a really it's a really fun game to play like all the because you can fucking you know pick up shit and throw it and doing all that whatever and so um and also it's like it's one of those games where the lore all the shit that you can collect and read about and documents and stuff is there there's a shit ton of them but they're not seven pages long. It's right, like right. a it's like a memo to this per. It's all really interesting stuff. So yeah.
3: anyway, new snippets. Uh,
2: George DLC. Nori, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> but the DLC just came out a couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> um, but it's like store. It's all single yeah, player DLC. So, yeah. um, but then who was the guy that did Coast to Coast before George Nori? I was just thinking, and I yeah. can
3: never fucking remember whatever. His name. It's just crazy. Like that's that. what my brother would listen to. Is that right. dude?
2: It's just crazy the influence that that show has had on oh, certain yeah. people and whatever too. Yeah, so. I mean people like because again.
3: Pre-internet, pre-million shows on TV. It's yeah. like, oh, how do I get weirdo information? This right. was like one of the big ones. Was right. like, oh, I stay up late and I tune in here, and they have like really fucked up weird things right. calling in. So, yeah, um,
2: we love it when weird
3: things call into the show. <laughs> well, yeah, just, I'm a little weird. Thing. I mean, I still talk about it, but my brother was listening back <laughs> in the day when he was like, some guy was on there calling and talking about oh, UFOs yeah. and all these aliens and all that like crazy shit about the government yeah. and line just got cut right and like the whole show was turned <laughs> off right and like then it all comes back and he's like dude i don't know what happened yeah. my show was turned off right like we're back now but like that guy's gone right they cut the power now the
2: power's on that's so. creepy especially because you're people were listening to this at like one in the morning on right. am radio art where it's bell. you know he was the art original. bell there yeah. we go yeah
3: see i respect him more than no offense George, nori. nori than yeah. nori
2: because Nori, more than the Nori, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nori took over from him, but was yeah. he also a guest a lot, or did he co-host for a while? I now? don't know
3: how that transition happened, mm-hmm. but it was definitely like Art Bell was like the real deal, and then he like moved to the Philippines or something. And Basically, I just showed
2: Art uh, what his wife really needed—that yeah. wife of Art's—and got know. him to go. But I think Art Bell passed away in twenty eighteen.
3: Yeah. It looks like so. Right. Uh, and Nori had been doing the show for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After he, took he retired. Over. Yeah.
2: Uh, retired to the Philippines, huh? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's where he was doing the show because he was scared of like oh, all okay. this other shit too. Hmm. I think, hmm. but who knows? Maybe he was scared of boring women as well. <laughs> Need that taste, of interesting. Else. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, scientists at the time said that this technology did not exist on Earth, and I made the point where it's like, like Nick Pope and Travis Taylor, it's like technology that you knew about didn't exist. Like, confirmed technology right. didn't exist. But um, Pope mentioned there's other UFO shit happening in that area. And then another craft even was reported to have, like, touched down a few hours later to check on it or look seemed like it was checking on it and then flew away again. Um, Clotworthy does the same intro to Russia again at the end of This is the end of the fourth of six segments. It's weird. Um, we go to 1984, and the Russian space station... Um, And these three guys, these three cosmonauts, are entering their 156th day on the space station. They have a 200-and-some-day mission. And they all witness something really weird. So Pope explains, he goes, they saw a strange orange glow around the spacecraft. They saw what they thought at first was a gas leak, but it seemed that they were surrounded by this orange cloud. And then the cloud coalesced into a shape. And we get our intro to Medallion Man, who has an amulet assertion (laughs) uh, here. And he says... They look out at this orange light, and they are astonished by what they see. They describe seeing seven angelic beings flying alongside their spacecraft, and it did so for ten minutes. Um, so it's it's showing all these orange angels. Um, Trump, baby. Is <laughs> <laughs> <It's> huge. Desperate <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs> um, another crew joins them weeks later. And sees six of these angels exactly the same way, like, on their own. So um, Pope is now – I like these parts where – I like these Pope parts where yeah. he comes in and he – you see him not struggling, but, like, you get to see why he's even on this show because he's at least willing to ask these kinds of questions. He's like, now, angels, aliens, I don't know. But when one looks at the recurrence of winged figures in human history, are we looking at something real? All these angels – that were actually, uh, all these angels that were actually extraterrestrial entities. So he's trying to, he's at least kind of going to the basics of ancient astronaut yeah. theory. It's like, oh, maybe they were misinterpreted, especially when you have like seven or eight people, two different groups of people seeing these gas shapes, you right. know, outside of, of your space station. It's pretty weird. Um, there's lots of other cosmonaut reports, um, and but it was tough for them to tell the truth because the government might label them insane, which would then automatically decommission them from work, which they've worked really right. hard to be cosmonauts. It was a, I mean, it was a big deal everywhere, but it was a huge fucking deal in Russia to be a cosmonaut because you were like the cultural growth of the entire country, like rested on your shoulders. So it was a huge thing. Um, uh, the last segment is all about uh, the space whisper that was heard. This is pretty creepy too. Like so. Uh, an anonymous cosmonaut reported this experience that Childress will explain um, And uh, when he, he went up into space for the first time, and Childress chimes in and says, uh, or sorry, this, uh, his partner cosmonaut confirmed to him, apparently, yeah. according to the anonymous guy's report, too. He says, uh, uh, both of them heard this whispering inside their heads, a kind of telepathic message. This cosmic whisper said that they were his ancestors from... Very distant past, and they told him things about his family and the urals, the urinals, <laughs> that no one would be proud no of, <laughs> uh, that no one would have known. And they also told him that they should go back to Earth, that Russia was not ready for what they were attempting to do. In a sense, go back home and prepare yourself. With Vaseline? No, the Vaseline hmm. part's not true. Um, <laughs> that, but, that's where it's false. So I'm sorry. But yeah. a bunch of other cosmonauts amongst themselves off the record reported in other ships on their own missions hearing the same thing. So yeah. that's pretty fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue that they pumped that into the fucking um, ship or something. I don't know. But yeah. why would Russia do that to their own cosmonauts? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If anything, you especially with the propaganda machine that they were, you would think that they were like... You are a superhero. You are most huge penis in all of space yeah. orbit ever, <laughs> and like just like pumping them up or something, not saying hey whoa like chill out and go back yeah. you know. But um, also the fact that they're saying that they're their familial ancestors or something like it makes you wonder if there was some sort of something lost in translation. Like maybe there was some colloquialism that was just like maybe that was like oh we're humans that have, are immortal, not like we are your family from the past. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, maybe there's some colloquialisms or something. But um, but anyway, Childish Chimes in again for the final time here, and he says, With all this massive secrecy in Russia and all the things we're just learning now, it would seem to be only the dip of the iceberg of the many visitations of extraterrestrials that have been occurring all over the world. So that's really all this episode's about. It's like, hey, Russia had UFOs too, and now that those right. KGB files are out, we know that for a fact. Yeah. Um, uh, my wife was laughing because she then was picturing Childress on the Titanic because he talked about the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he would fit in right. I mean, he looks like an old timey yeah. gent. Like he looks like he exists in the 30s. Fucking nice. Not change his hair. Not changes. Yeah. Beer or anything like Love that. Love this violin. <laughs> um, the next episode is Beyond Roswell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Beyond Meat versus. Beef. The other one. Uh, fuck. Impossible. Impossible. Murders. I fucked it up. Um, my brain's very tired tonight. Um, sorry again. I, I sorry for the show. Yeah, uh, we're uh, almost at two hours. Yeah. So um, if anyone's still listening at this point. Sorry about the big lack of hot buns talk this episode. I know that people, yeah. th- Mayor McDickie's likes yeah. you know, to we're focus on. we still trying to track down hot buns, too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <wetter> <laughs> buns. Electric boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> electric bunghole lube. There we go. Yep. Bunghole lube. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the ain't ancient gay martial arts master yeah. bunghole lube yeah. teaches the blonde guy. How to fuck better or something. Yeah. Hot 3, heinous anus. <laughs> um, anyway, that's our show for today. Uh, I don't know I if we'll have something, something Wednesday, Wednesday or Friday. Friday probably will. Um, so uh,
0: yeah, stay, stay tuned to Twitch.tv. Subscribe to Twitch.tv Twitch slash rubbingish nails in case we're streaming anything. You get that notification support us on patreon.com Patreon. slash probing ancient aliens for those two exclusive podcasts per month and um follow us on social media at probing aliens on twitter at probing ancient at bleh, at probing ancient aliens on facebook and instagram listen to beer There drunk that a new episode of that going up soon kind of a crossover beer There drunk that closet knowledge all about craft beer in uh, the time of Coronavirus, COVID-19, COVID-19 and,
2: and our spoiler cast of Tiger King, <laughs> all in one <laughs> episode. So, um, uh,
0: it's a triple hit. Exactly. That's, That's gonna, gonna go up probably tonight too, because I have to write the episode description. description yeah. So, uh other than that, thanks for really
1: listening, nice. and my little uh, whatever, whatever buttholes. <laughs> 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 Bye. Bye.